This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Before we get into this week's opulent fits, Lawrence, hit him with that good ad read. Throwing Fits, the only podcast that matters, is brought to you by Seasons, a members-only rental service for designer menswear. James and I love it. We wear, we swap, we repeat. You've heard us shouting from the rooftops. Hear the my rafters. barbaric yawp. <laughs> you've, you've seen us on the feed going absolutely fucking brazy. This is the new conscientious way to be the best John's enthusiast you could be. And James and I couldn't be happier to endorse Seasons. Lawrence, I know you see me going fucking mental with the outerwear all winter long. Big coats from Lee, Nanushka, my two new favorite brands that I've actually discovered via Seasons. Um, yo, I cannot wait to get my fucking spring, summer sexy on when Seasons starts dropping the warm weather collection. Oh, yeah. There's new there's new Jacques Mousse, new Craig Green, new Orly, ooh, like you ooh. just said, coming out over the next month uh, with the spring, summer 21 heat. Yo, the discovery is... Honestly, low key, maybe the best part about shit, yeah. seasons. Like I had forgotten about like Ami Paris is a perfect example. And I got this huge, beautiful raglan sleeve overcoat. And so now nice. that is like a fucking grail. And I got my size. Uh, and, and now that's something I would have never looked know. for. Right. And now I know now. Listen, I didn't know. But now I know the more, and you know, if you know, you, you know. know, exactly. Um, no, subscribe at seasons.co slash throwing fits or use our promo code throwing fits. That's all under that's all lowercase. No spaces. James, how do I spell that shit? Lowercase T H R W I N G F I T S or all caps. Yeah. All caps works. Spell really? the pod's name. Yeah. Um, use throwing fits at checkout for 25% off your first month, first month. And now you can refer a friend from the seasons iOS app and you both get a free month. So use our promo code to sign up. Boom. Free month. Refer a friend. Boom. That's back to back free months. That's John's discovery. That's lit fit picks all the time. That's sleeping at night like a baby because you are again being a conscientious John's enthusiast. Saving the seasons. A better way to rent, bitch. Bro gang, we are joined by the overlord of opulence, the top dog of top tips, her regency of reviews, the empress of email, the inbox imperialist, chief of the NYPD, fuck 12, that's New York Princess Diana, the Delaware diva, the fifth Olsen sister, princess of the pen, the first lady of lavishness. She puts the row in Rococo, noted left. That's listener and friend of the pod, the Emrata of extravagance, the Sarkozy slayer, GQ staff writer, and the founder of the Opulent Tips newsletter, Rachel Tashian. Hi. <laughs> That's a, are you more impressed with your intro this time versus the previous podcast endeavor that shall not be named? Or do you not even remember? It was so long ago. I don't really remember it. I just remember, I was thinking about this earlier today. And I was like, damn, we talked about like the shitty me men list. Yeah. Did you, did <laughs> How you have, long ago that was. Did you have post-traumatic stress disorder from that previous pod? Not from the pod. From just the from list, entering, sure. Oh, from, from entering, the list. Uh, from entering yeah. the Barstool Sports offices. <laughs> yeah, just, right. just from crossing the, the, the precipice. Um, right. All I remember us talking about was like female astronauts. What? And, yeah, that's all I remember, which is... Well, thank Seemingly God, no one else thank God we're running that. it back. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Rachel, when we were talking earlier, said that you said that you were wearing a sick look today. And I quote a sick look. Is this the same? Is this a sick look you're talking about? Or did you change again? It sure is. Okay. Uh, would you like to walk the audience at home? I'm sure they're waiting with bated breath and want me to shut the fuck up to hear your fit check. Would you like to start top down or bottom up? Well, I guess I'll start top down. So oh, my... you're a police. Is that more unusual? Like, more like copulent. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, that's wow. a the the running the running. Well, your bit. coworker Narc Dad, he's a narc, so maybe he's rubbing off on you a little bit. But normally, um, if you go top down, that's an indicator that you're a, a, a member of the law, a police officer, yeah. brother of the blue, brother or sister of the blue. Hmm. So maybe go. Well, okay, then I guess I'll start with my shoes. What's going to you expose yourself for being a police officer? But we appreciate you reforming. In, in right. Our, well, in I mean, what is it? You did ask if we were going to be on drugs. Fault. You did ask I if we were going to be on drugs. That's yeah. If you are a police officer, you have to tell us. No, but that was just a vibe check thing. Okay, it's not, yeah. I'm not a police officer. And I'll tell you what, I don't think I should follow the rules because that would be very police officer of me. So I am sure. gonna, wow. I'm still going to start with my hair, which is <laughs> freshly bleached, freshly bleached hair. Do you do it yourself? Okay. Yeah. Like Eminem or no, at home, stand in this not. bathroom sink? No, I can't. I can't do it myself. I was told I was not allowed to do it myself. Who told you that? Your cat lawyer? The woman who's done my hair. My cat lawyer. Uh, no, the, the woman who's done my hair for the past, I guess, seven years at this point. Oh, have wow. Done, have you done platinum blonde for seven years? I have. Yeah. What's the have you ever given any thought to what you might do next? I mean, if it's platinum blonde, you can kind of take it anywhere, right? I think this is what it's going to be for the rest of my life. Really? You're not gonna be like one of those commitment. like. Well, you're not going to be like one of those kooky Upper East Side ladies with like purple hair in their 90s? No, I don't think so. I think if okay. I were going to do that, I would do it now. And I actually did kind of have purple hair a few years ago. I did that kind of that wash. So you went you, you had that phase already. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that time that. F- fondly or do you like look, think back and you're like, I regret it every second? No, I feel fond about it. I actually think what I want to do is, and I think a number of women my age want to do this, is a Benjamin Button of of fashion, right? Even so of a it's certain like, age. Right. So through my 20s, I wore these like voluminous, I mean, you guys remember what I wore the last time I was on the pod where it was like giant pants, like giant Reese Van Noten pants, I think, and like a big leather jacket and a big yes. like, fleece. I remember that. And it's funny so because like, so in your 90s really you're going to be wearing talked about but yeah. in your 90s you're going to be wearing. wearing like little baby crop tops and like yes, tiny exactly. little <laughs> skirts. Okay. Yeah. Well, well listen, everyone I'm sure everyone is going to look forward to that. But yes, okay. So <laughs> you have so you're not wearing anything on your head. So that's the thing, right? You're going top down, but if you've got nothing up top, we can just we're good. Well, but don't you guys feel like we're living in an era right now where the haircut is like the outfit? I mean, I'm just trying to hold on to what I got while I still have it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I wish I, I wish I thought yeah. that deep. I don't know, James, would you, do you agree with that statement as a hair haver? Uh, no, but <laughs> that's just me. This, this pod's all about dialogue, the push and the pull, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so that's just me. Well, gonna, you, I can only talk about my, my I'm going to agree with you. you right. Know? Well, you know, Lawrence, you could be a spokesperson for my friend, Joe Bernstein's bald and balding men movement. I love that. I love what's, yeah. what's the do movement. Well? What, what, what's their platform? What are their politics? He's basically just on Twitter talking about like, you know, we have so much more work to do. My wife today said that like my hair looks like there's even less than there was yesterday. Yeah. Oh, no. Is he taking I'm taking preventative measures. Um, I'm doing all of it, too. You know, <laughs> chemical, natural, you know, some some fucking mystical stuff, astrology, whatever I can do to to just fucking hang on. Would you ever life. just do a toupee? 
<laughs> no, a toupee. Like a yeah. Are, how? What is toupee technology like in 2021? I've seen really some fire shit on TikTok. On TikTok, on toupee TikTok, yeah. it's crazy. What? Toupee TikTok. I didn't yeah. know there was toupee TikTok. Oh, there's everything on TikTok. I'd rather do the spray. Like if I knew I was going to be in a big photo shoot for some, I don't know, throwing oh, like a, the Carl's Boozer spray paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a real quick, just touch up the 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 power alleys, as they say, just and and look like uh, look as slick as possible, and then just wash it out. Toupee seems you, like nah. Why don't you just gorilla glue what you have now? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it kind I've, of heard that word. Gorilla glued it down. Oh, I do. I have glued up, dude. Yeah, yeah. glued up from the food up. Whatever I have left over uh, when I'm not recording podcasts on drugs. Um, okay, Rachel. So moving down, let's talk about this beautiful. I don't even know. Is it a dress? Is it a blouse? Is it well, seven got, dresses? What yeah. I've got it. Yeah, it is. It's seven dresses um, sewn together. So I've got this really cool necklace that my grandmother was really into costume jewelry and. Um, what grandma is it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. She passed away about a year ago and she left this giant bag of costume jewelry and it had things like this deranged sculpted uh, gold necklace with a big gem in the middle. But I also found a replica of the heart of the ocean. Wow. The <laughs> heart of the incredible? ocean. Yes, yeah. the heart of the ocean. I mean, this is like the greatest bag of all time. Um, Was so your grandma a, a fan of Titanic specifically? That seems like a, an extremely specific piece of costume jewelry to own. Was she a survivor? <laughs> yeah, she was. No, she was obsessed with Titanic, with both the movie and with just just the, the James phenomenon Cameron. in general. Not yeah, with the James, James Cameron, Cameron film. She, so she loved Aliens and Terminator, Terminator 2 Judgment. Absolutely. Day, yeah. Avatar. Avatar 2. Right. She had a bunch of Avatar, Avatar uh, costume jewelry, just like crazy. The tragedy, she wasn't able to see Avatar 2. James yeah. Cameron, you yeah. fucking animal. Damn. Um, well, it's very nice. And rest in peace to your grandmother. I'm sure Thank you. she is dearly missed by her wonderful she family. She's up there with Jack and Rose right now. Yeah, yeah she true. is. Yeah, she finally. Yeah, exactly. Reunited uh, once and for all Harambe as well. Uh, It's tough to see where the necklace ends and the seven dresses begin on the little zoom thumbnail. But I I, it seems like uh, the next next item would be the dress or dresses. No. Yeah. So this is um, I went yesterday. Sam Hine and I went to if boutique, which is having their famous Mm. basement sale. Yeah. And I found this. I I found this junior Watanabe dress, which I think is from fall. 2019 and he just took a bunch of different the whole collection was like he took a handful of different dresses or like dress materials and sewed them together so that they look like i'm just gonna stay out for a second it just looks like it looks like i'm wearing like five or six different dresses but it's actually just one that's that's crazy is the belt part of it as well or that's oh yeah oh wow okay uh so this is ahead of the curve right so how what what kind of deep discount does if have right now we won't i mean we could be as gauche to ask like the what you paid if you want to you want to tell us i paid less than a quarter of what it would have been okay and did you get the gq GQ discount no were you like yo i will mention if boutique if yeah on the pod which you you have before but i know you have mentioned them also in articles because they're like one of the last good weird real new york fashion institutions left at this point yeah i think it's the best store in new york really yeah. Do the dudes at if or whoever the, the men and women who own if have, do they, have they read your, your praise? Do they, are they aware? They, no, they know, they know who I am for sure. I mean, when so I you, went in yesterday, when I was paying for this dress, the guy was like, this has never been in while you were here. 
So they know they, they, I go in enough at least that they know what's there when I've been there. But there wasn't really no discount on top, despite all the love and support that you show. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I think if boutique is probably going through a hard time right now. Yeah, I guess you're right. In fact, I know that they are. So Mm. well, listen to everyone listening at home. You want to fucking spend your money somewhere. Support if boutique. Yeah. What if all of your, um, all of your listeners got really into Paul Harnden. (laughs) Shoemakers. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't see that happening. That seems like more of a style zeitgeist crowd, right? We don't have those. Yeah, I know, but it would just be really funny either. if they all got really phantom threaded out. Well, it's funny you say that because James and I are the gang doing, goes Woodcock. Yeah, we're doing some, we're doing some House of Woodcock esque themed stunts. You know, keep keep it locked. Watch, yeah, big things watch coming. This space. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, so, so uh, in addition yeah, to the seven down. dresses, yeah, yeah, what's on the what's on the feats? Uh, well, I was wearing for most of the day faux fur leopard print Margella tabby mules. Oh, you put them on Instagram. This was the fit on IG. Yeah, and then i I needed to be more comfortable, so I changed my gold charbet slippers. Oh. I think I read about uh, someone who's a big fan of those. In a, in you a, may have. Indeed. Not just a fan, but a fetishist. Wait, can we see? Can yeah. you? Because I, I would just, uh, can you hold up? The, let me just get a, let me clock these warlocks real quick. Do you have, you have, how many pairs do you own? Just one. Just this one pair. Those are fucking cool. Can you wear those? Is it like a Belgian thing where like you could get those, like one of those sticky Vibram soles put on and wear them outside? Well, I know that Mary Kate Olsen does. Oh, that's so and just Dakota, straight up rich guy or rich, rich behavior. And know. Dakota Johnson does as well. You know, though, not Ashley for some reason. Yeah, no, she doesn't. Who's the better twin? Who's the better dressed twin? Depends on what you're into. Okay. You know, if you're into like Nicholas Gasquier, Nicolas Gasquier, yeah, then you're definitely Mary Kate. But if you're into Yoji Yamamoto, mm. then it's Ashley. So for you, it's Ashley. That's easy. That was a, that's a long winded way of of saying Ashley is the, is the more stylish. Any other uh, jewels going on? Yeah. No socks with the Charvet, by the way, that's straight. uh, You're raw dog in those. Yeah. I'm raw. Because I have a problem. James and I've talked about this when when it comes to like, your really good, like house slippers, whatever they may be. Maybe it's Burks, maybe it's Subus, maybe they're Charvet. I always try to wear them as long as possible with socks so they don't get extra stinky. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this matter or if you even have this problem. I think if you're going to be at home, you shouldn't be wearing socks. Really? At all? Yeah. What about if you have cold floors? I guess that's what the Charvets are for, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what the the Charvets are for. All right. Well, uh, fit check complete. Rachel, been a minute since you've been on the podcast. Um, however, it hasn't really changed much. Not at, at all. all. Really. Uh, we kind of boiled the podcast essence down to three main subjects. Throwing fits, the only podcast that matters, which are money. Ka-ching. Meats and cheeks. Sex and dating. Most importantly, the goddamn motherfucking boys. Jimmy That's ourselves. Larry, ourselves. Yeah. Um, we want to start with ourselves for approximately two hours, and then we'll talk about uh, whatever you got going on. So Lawrence and I, we have a, we have a little newsletter. Um, and, you know, it, it's biweekly every so often. It, it's recommendations of things that we're fucking with. You know, everything, John's from the kind that grace your back to the kind that, uh, you know, improve your home. Um, but... I guess the thing is, it's a little slapdash. It's a little rough around the edges. We want to make it a little more opulent. My question to you is, how do we make our newsletter, the Thursday Dumper, more opulent? Yeah. 
<laughs> the link dump. So it's the Thursday yeah. dumper. Yeah, the Thursday dumper. Well, if you the- want it to be extremely opulent, you should not send it to anyone at all. Really? Really? Exclusivity yeah. is the most opulent uh, aspect there is? Absolutely. Wow. So, so is the so is the most opulent thing just not writing the <laughs> newsletter at all, just not doing one? Well, I think what you could do is like talk about the newsletter, you know, right? Like do a little promotion of the newsletter, but don't ever do it. But act like you have done it before. Sure. So we can just like, so we should just stop doing it and then talk about it incessantly. Right. Right. Well, oh gosh. Well, the thing about last week's newsletter. Mm. <laughs> Well, I we do, people. we do, we do consistently kind of punt the newsletter or think of ways to like not do the newsletter. Um, yeah. so that it's not bi-weekly, uh, Chuck is putting up a lovely recap video or, or not even recap video, just entire recording of our juicy zoomy. So right. we don't have to do the Thursday dumper this week. Um, but it sounds like tip, an easy fix for sure. Let, let's talk about opulent tips yeah. for, for a quick second here. Uh, this is obviously the talk of the town, the toast of the town. Everyone is just fucking scrambling, dying to get on that very exclusive, very limited yeah. subscriber list. Um, Please, can I, I have a crumb of newsletter, Rachel? I think there's just a, a, a one subscriber that you've allowed to to get it. But I like you are a writer by trade, um, professionally speaking. Why did you start this newsletter kind of on the side? Well, first of all, like I don't really write about women's fashion anymore. So that was a thing that I had been, yeah, that was a thing that I've been thinking about. And for the most part, I don't really miss it. Um, but I do miss talking about like women's clothing and what women are buying and what they're looking at. Okay. So that was kind of the, sorry, go ahead. So not like the designers and the business and the brands, but just like the actual real life-ness of it all. Consumption and enthusiasm uh, for women's wear. Yeah. Yeah. And I originally had thought like, that I would send it to, well, I didn't want to launch a Substack because Substack Ugh. is not, yeah. It's oh, not, really? It's not chic. It's, got it. It's not right. It's not chic. Got it. Well, some of is my- pa- like, Is Patreon chic or is Patreon not chic? Um, I would say like, I really like the ways that you guys use Patreon. I like the way that Kat Marnell uses it. Mm -hmm. And I love Hunter Harris's Substack newsletter. Right. There's exceptions to all, there's exceptions to all gauche rules. Totally. (laughs) Totally. But also like whenever people start a Substack, it's like uh, some personal news, you know, and like, I would never leave GQ. I have the best job in the world. Hmm. Do you, do you think real quick um, before getting back to like your, your origin story, do you think we've hit uh, or approaching peak newsletter the in under the current model of like everyone just being like personal news? I'm, I'm leaving my job to start a newsletter. I don't know if I think that, but I think a lot of newsletters are written in like kind of the same voice. You know, and they all kind of have the same, it's almost like in the same way that like, and you guys don't have this, so I'm not saying don't worry, but like everyone has that narrative podcast voice, like even when they're not on a podcast. In fact, once I, once I went on a date with a guy who worked at Radio Lab and he like spoke like that during the date. Yeah. He wasn't even, he's not even, was he on, was he on mic host or talent? Was it Ja, Ja or whatever the fucking name was? Well, yeah, no, he had done a, he had done a couple of stories. But it just was like by we being were, around the his proximity to that, just like his whole life became bullshit. Right, right. So and he, he, I remember he, at one he point on. he was like, he was just always Is on. It okay, if I get mozzarella sticks, <laughs> it was like that. Yeah. Where were you eating? Did he take you to TGI Fridays? Because that's awesome. He took me to to Finale. Oh, Ooh. shout out Finale, dude. 
Classic. That yeah, was okay. my idea. Oh, my of, idea of course. Yeah, podcasters yeah. don't go to Finelli's. Do I, what do I look like? I work at Radio Lab. Okay. Got it. <laughs> um, yeah. So in the same way that there's this, you know, Radio Lab voice that so many podcasters have, I think like a lot of newsletters all have the same kind of style. What, what would you mean, like, like extra voicey, like hammed up to some degree? I think it's hammed up. And I think it's like a lot of it feels like extend tweet, like a button that you hit on a good tweet. And you're like, this <laughs> could be a extendo lot on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure, for sure. the extendo. Open for a surprise. Yeah. So did yeah. you see a lane where you're like, look, like everything is kind of um, as this medium has be- has exploded in popularity. It seems like it's become more mono and there's room for my voice to kind of uh, have a lane. James, you're giving me way too much credit. I, <laughs> I was like, I just, I'm Allie, you oop it. Yo, I, pe- I just wanted want to know. email my friends about Chapo Valuena, honestly. That's it. Yeah. That where, I mean, when you I say was, natural style, that's what you mean. Literally how you would email your, how you would email the boys, the girls. That's just like that. That's well, it. by natural style, I mean that it's sent manually from my Gmail account to your okay. email account. Are you, su- are you surprised at, at how hard it's resonated? Yeah, I really am. Are you <laughs> humbled? Are you like on your diva shit? Like what's yeah, going you, on here? What you take like us into your brain shit? right now? Um, no, I think it's really fun. I think it's really great that, um, well, one thing that, that I think is really cool is that people actually buy a lot of the stuff that I recommend. You better get you, that affiliate merch. You need affiliate links, you know. I don't ASAP. want it's no, but like I don't want affiliate links. Yo, throw, like throw, yo, uh, should we hit the extendo on the on the seafood right. tower pre-order? Well, yeah. want to link them to that? Well, here's the thing that no one needs to know that the affiliate links are there. You could like not say anything and just like, you know, whatever, make it. We're like, going to get to exploiting. We're going to get to exploiting the newsletter okay. um, for capitalist gains in a little bit. But uh, I mean, <sighs> Rachel. Yeah. In the nine dispatches so far, is that the right term? Dispatches? Mm-hmm. It's fancier than saying emails, right? Um, or issues, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, nine what, natural style dispatches from yeah. your girl. <laughs> what's, got, what's gotten the biggest reaction so far? Because everything, for everyone that, has, that isn't lucky enough to be let behind the velvet rope, you have um, reader and friend to me questions, right? You have kind mm-hmm. of like a larger feature and just like general pleasantness and, and links and recommendations. But what so far has gotten the biggest reaction? Absolutely. The slipper fetishist. Really? Yeah. People is, really, really like her. Just, and a lot of people started following did her. Yeah. Did you blow her up? I don't know how many followers she got, but she just kept DMing me. Do you know Alan Del Rio? Like, <laughs> do you know this woman? I have this friend whose whose username is Peter Luger. <laughs> so she was like, do you know Peter Luger? Be Peter Luger. Do um, you know Dr. Taco? Is is, is yeah. the, the popularity of the um, slipper fetishes, is that just a simple like sex sells thing? Or do you think there's like a bigger message to take away from the popularity of that piece of content? Well, I think it, maybe it's like, I don't know, not to be like too serious about it, ironically, but like, don't you think people want like more bizarre fashion stories? Like everything is so serious now. Everything is like the industry is in crisis and like no one yeah. wants to read this That's anymore. No, no one wants to read that anymore. Like, da, 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 da. like yeah. everything's sustainable. This is made out of recycled bottles. And it's really cool to just read a story in which a woman is like, listen, you know, I just love feet. I love tricking my entire family into like 
putting on men's leather slippers so that I can take their photographs yeah, that was illicitly. Weirdly, that was like nefarious. Like reading that oh, yeah. was like, yikes. But what you're saying is people want like to read about Buzz Bissinger blowing up his entire life, totally. spending $5 million on a Gucci leather addiction versus like, you know, here's how we can be more sustainable. Looking forward to Q1. It's like, shut the fuck up, nerd. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only way to be more sustainable is to love your clothing as much as this woman loves yeah. men's leather slippers. Yeah, maybe, maybe in a and sexual you just keep way. It forever. Yeah. yeah, sure. Okay. I think like uh uh out of left field, not abnormal because we don't kink shame on this podcast, unless course, your kink is kink shaming, in which case, fuck you. Um yeah. or or in which case, go off. Yeah. <laughs> go, off go off king, queen, or wh- however you identify with the, you know, the bi monarchy. Um at Complex and Four Pins, I feel like people with crazy obsessions always went nuclear on Chartbeat. I remember like the dude that fucked the Hot Pocket, Versace yeah. Pop-Tart. Oh, yeah, yeah. He ruled. Uh, Brandon Sales, that kid. Yeah, right. He fucking sure. ruled. The yeah. dude that spent like a million dollars on plastic surgery took like Justin Bieber. It's like outsider art, kind of, you know, where it's like... Uh, yeah. Just bring in these complete outliers. Um, do you have more like lined up? Are you now seeking out the... The weirdos and the freaks so you can get those clicks no i don't think so i mean personally my biggest concern right now is like why has latifi not been signed to img right okay sure like what's you want to find her that? and you want a finder's fee yeah i want a finder's fee for that okay cool how has i mean opulent tips it, it's it's a relatively short uh, lifespan so far but it's been a very dynamic one how has it kind of evolved over the course of its um nine dispatch lifetime that's an interesting question. I mean, there are a lot. I really thought I was going to get like one question a week, but all of these people keep sending in these questions. So I end You're up, I write it like on Sunday morning. Um, like I get up and I sit in bed and I just like type it out. But now I have to do all this like market research. Cause at first it was a lot of stuff that I was like, obviously that's a slam dunk. But now people are like, what are the best sheets and towels? I was going to say you are now beholden and shackled by the popularity of this thing. Like Lawrence and I, like we can't stop. We can't get off this fucking hamster wheel. We can't stop every week, two pods, three pods. We've created a monster. You feel that way too? Like the pressure a bit. Should we trade? Should I? No, please. No. Are you kidding me? I would love to do a little freaky Friday, you know, trading places thing for yeah. a week. I mean, we would be a little, great yo, crossover content. Are you kidding If you me? wanted to do a little guest hosting with uh, Chuckles here, Chuck. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. Sure. Sick. And if we just took over and we can send whatever we want, we can just send because there's nothing that you can do that's worse than what James and I do on a daily basis. But if you let us, you let the animals run the zoo in terms of opulent tips, opulent fits is going to fucking might sink the whole operation. You know what I'm saying? I bring a little of that Thursday dumper magic. Oh, then you would be free. Then you're, then you would be, you would be released. Yeah, exactly. So much easier to talk than it is to type. There, you I guys mean, know ooh, that. That's so fair. I mean, that's, that's why true. James and I don't write anymore, really. Yeah, that's yeah. why we always put it's off easy. the 30 dumper. Yeah. It, I mean, I will say this in, in the in the uh, you know timeline bubble that we all occupy, it does seem like there is crossover of audience between throwing fits and opulent tips. I see a lot of dudes that are fans of ours also engaging with you on uh, whatever was in the newest dispatch, you know, begging to be let onto the list. Like a not insignificant portion of your audience does seem to be men. Am I Young wrong? Men. Young, Young men, yeah. enthusiasts, yeah. And, and, and why is that? Because I work at a men's magazine, probably, right? 
I thought you were going to say, because I'm the shit. That would have been, you should have flexed a bit. Do you <laughs> well, think why that, does it, wait, wouldn't, if I were the shit, wouldn't it be all women? Well, okay. Do you, no, do no, you the find shit it, do you find like, that, like, the shit is, a, that's a compliment. Are you, that's a compliment. Not that you're shit, that you are the shit. No, I'm saying like, if I were the, like, if I were the best, then, then wouldn't all of my fans be women instead of men? No, but I think, I think the crossover appeal is actually. fan quality. <laughs> Oh, right. Men, all men Gender are trash. All quality. men are trash. That is true. Okay. All men got are it, trash. It, but it, that was the name of the last episode. It was all men are garbage. <laughs> right. Because you worked at Garbage Magazine. All right. right. Uh, I got you called me Rachel Trash Can. can garbage. That was so yes. funny. Yes. That was funnier. That was funnier than what you guys. Trash Can G and Deleon. Well, we've we've evolved. I don't know. If <laughs> so you want to be mean to you? We were like trying to be like, <laughs> all right, we're going to have Rachel on. We're going to be respectful this time. We're not going to make fun of women astronauts or again, whatever was talked about. Can't remember, but OK, we could be Rachel. Mean. Why do you think men in 2021 are maybe seeking out a little more opulence in their lives? Well, I think everyone is seeking out more opulence in in their lives, but also it's like we have all this time to think about everything now because there's nothing else to do. So it's like you look at like your comb and you're like, why isn't this Hermes? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at your plate and you're like, why is this plate so like a white plate from Ikea? Pedestrian. Yeah. Why is my plate so pedestrian? (laughs) Yeah. So it's that we're kind of trapped and that we're looking at our immediate surroundings and we're like, we need to fucking upgrade to 2.0. Or is it that yeah. the last year was such garbage? It's like, yo, treat yourself time. Well, and I think it goes, well, I think it goes back before that though. Right. Because everything was so minimalist. Minimalism is corny. Yeah. Yeah. Minimalism is totally corny. It's nihilist. It's boring and bad. What and I think, think of Kanye West's just, uh, home. Oh, I think that's really cool, but I don't know if that's <laughs> minimalist. Really? There's like Something literally no furniture is, or like children. They have like six kids and there's like no toys. Isn't his shit yeah. brutal? Isn't his shit brutalist? Like it's with brutalist. all the Rick with the Rick bed and shit, which I guess yeah. is a different type of boring, maybe, but I don't think it's boring. I think it's really intense. Oh his shit. Well, it is yeah. chic. I think it is chic. I, I guess it is intense too to some degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all we know, maybe that tore apart their marriage. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know. But do you remember the tour of their pantry that Kim Kardashian did? Where it's like all candy and all snacks. Yeah. 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 She was like, this is the, this is the snack pantry. Like this is the candy pantry. That was really amazing. Did you know they don't even have a hot tub? I didn't know that. Oh, that's my Kanye West uh, making fun of Kim Kardashian impression. Wow. I was thankful. Well, I mean, now that you said it, I mean, yeah, okay. That plays, I guess, kind of. Again, this is why we need you to do our podcast and we can do your newsletter because no. we're just, yeah, we're, we're running. Well, we're running well my Kanye West here. impression is amazing. Let's hear it. Quick? Let's do it. No, I, I, that was a joke. <laughs> do you see this coat? That's all I got. That's a vine. You might have seen I got it. bleach on my asshole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that was good. All right, I want to talk oh, about actually, the one I was thinking about earlier today is when he's, I don't remember what song this is, but when he was like, my spouse has another spouse. My house is another house. And I was like, my dress is another dress. Oh, Ooh. my room's yeah. got rooms. Jeezy, those are closets. <laughs> yeah, my shirts, my shirts got shirts. This is honestly, this is kind of a little bit like a needle seven cut for uh for. But doesn't needles make um dr- seven cut like flannel dresses too? Yeah, for women. Do. Okay. Yeah. So the and like weird paisley. There have a lot of weird like paisley kind of Fleetwood Mac women's stuff. Like Stevie Nicks kind of mystic gypsy type beat. Okay, cool. Um, Rachel, I wanted so so let's talk about how kind of like how last year and the garbageness of 2020 is really informing 2021. 
you know, not only was 2020 garbage, but, uh, you know, there were some, some good things. And I think that part of that was like this notion of tearing down these barriers that had been erected for generations, um, destroying like the old guard and the gatekeepers, um, which is like, and this isn't accusatory at all, but I'm just wondering how that kind of plays into like the, uh, fact that your newsletter is invite only and like exclusionary, yeah. maybe not the right word, but I mean, how did those two kind of like jive and like, I'm actually surprised that have you gotten any blowback at all? Or do people like, do they actually fuck with it? Because it's like, yo, people always want what they can't have. Yeah. Let's, let's reckon your gatekeeping real quick. for. Them. Yeah, sure. I mean, let's talk about it. Well, there are a few people, there was someone who, who uh, DM me a few weeks ago and was like, this is abusive. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have me the opulent tips, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought who was, was really. Who was this person? I'm gonna jump. I don't know. It's just. I mean, I always look at the DMs. Uh, for the most part, I like look at the DMs and see like who is who. Like, what do they have to say? Like, if they're you know oh, backing like up. So, so, so is that the application process? Real quick, um, you say, "Hey, I'm accepting." You know, ten more subscribers. Whoever DMs me first. Yeah, for the most part, sometimes I have like a challenge, like, oh, like, what's the breakfast order from Phantom Thread? The first mm. 10 people to send it to me, get it. That's a big yeah. boy order. That's a, that's a grand motherfucking slam if you've ever been to Denny's, you know what I'm saying? That's a, I know, that's a, it is, yeah. The fuck well, is this Welsh rabbit? Bes, bes, yeah. besides, it's Welsh rarebit. Oh, see? It's like a melted cheese. See, James, this beer. is why you had to go through me to get you on. Rachel oh, put me on. Tips. It's fine. I got them all at once. Wait, Rachel, like so besides like your little your little games and gambits um, that you yeah, my little games to, to puppeteer all these poor fucking bastards, um, what would be like an example of like a good way to to slide and beg uh, to get added on like, you know, games and challenges aside? Like what are the do's and don'ts of impressing Rachel? to the point where you can get added to opulent tips. So the people I always add are people who are like, I don't live in New York or LA and like everyone in my town is so unattractive. Please help me. I live in but ugly Nebraska and I, I in, need some escapism. Rachel. I live in Boston. Please help. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone here is ugly and racist. Cleveland. Um, yeah, I'm so 13. that's definitely going to get you in okay. because I think that's so like, it's so old school, you know, it's like how people used to read interview magazine in the nineties right. and they'd be like, I got to move to New yeah. York. So what might seem like a pathetic sob story from some flyover state loser actually reads to you as like, I can, I can rescue this poor orphan of culture. Right. And I do adopt all of these people. Right. You never yeah. know. They might be the next Thank Sam Hyde. They yeah. might be the yeah. next, right. Yeah. Or Noah Johnson from totally. uh, Utica, yeah. New York. Yeah, for right. sure. No, Noah was a was a was a river folk at one point, for sure. He was a he was a hill person. Yeah. Um. All yeah. right. So so people apply. They give you your their like little sob story or a little bio about them. Um. But what about like the don'ts? Like who? Like this motherfucker that's claiming that's abusive. That you're not letting them on. How else can people fuck up their own shit? Fuck up their own application uh, when sliding in the DMs. It's a great. I'm really glad that we're getting a chance to discuss this because there are some things that have been really bothering me. One oh, wow. is, one is we're gonna mute, when, we're gonna mute ourselves and let you talk for thirty minutes. Yeah. So one is when people DM my boyfriend. <laughs> Yikes! That's the, a, that's um, overstepping a boundary. They the Radio boy. Lab, the Radio Lab podcast producer. <laughs> no, 
No, that guy sucks. Um, I don't even know where he is. Sometimes I don't know if you guys ever He's dated dead. someone where you like, well, yeah, no, I was just going to say, I have a list of ex-boyfriends who I Google just to look up. Like I Google their name in obituary like once a year to see if they've died. And yet, nope. Okay. Try again next No, but one, one, it was really close because he has kind of like a semi-common name and people with his name keep dying. <laughs> I know this sounds really horrible, but it's no, it's not great. This is this is this is great content. Wait, so okay, so back to people. So people will like bother Lloyd. Does Lloyd open? Oh my those god, my ex boyfriend Christopher Plummer died. Oh wait, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was really rough. Like, what does Lloyd um, think about that? He just thinks it's really weird. Okay. He, you know, and he doesn't need that in his inbox. He's like really smart. He has huge art things to think about. Like, he doesn't right. have time to think about my newsletter. Right. Sure. Um, the your other little, thing, your little girl's newsletter, my little there. girl newsletter. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Um, plates and shit. The other thing that I dislike is when someone is like, um, is like Rachel Tashin is like one of the only people who's like really writing about fashion. And then they respond and they're like, can I get into opulent tips? Like they compliment me and I'm sure. like, Oh, this is so great. Like they're brown nosing. Nice thing to say. They're brown. Yeah. Nosing. And then it's like, wow, are they even reading like the real content? Yeah. Right. Do not slob in this woman's knob. If you're not putting in yeah. the fucking, have book. some fucking, first of all, act like you've been here before. Have some fucking self-respect. Again, you might be some fucking loser troglodyte who, who wants a better life for themselves, but like, don't be yes. pathetic on, about it. On the flip side of these, um, you know, hill people from the prairie, the prairie folk, if you will, um, do you get a lot of movers and shakers and powerful motherfuckers trying to slide in? Power brokers. A, how how does it make you feel? And B, do you prefer letting them in or prefer keeping them out? Wow, that's a great question. Um, Thanks. That's a beautiful question. Really, read really all about good. read all about it. The Thursday Games dumper, appealed, sir. You know what I'm saying? So that's <laughs> there. Does that work? Yeah, I mean, look. If a celebrity asked me to, if they could be on opulent tips, I would absolutely let them. But no Do, celebrities have asked. Oh, so so what? Yeah, who's the most famous? Who's, who's the most, most famous, famous or powerful person? Yeah, there's an a TV actress. Um, Ooh, something we might know. Who's friends with Lily Kimmel? And I think Lily Kimmel maybe occasionally reads it because I send it to her friend Batsheva, who designs Batsheva dress. Who's Lily Kimmel? Is that Adam Kimmel's wife or Jimmy yes. Kimmel's wife? Um, this is former. This is former Miss Soboleski. Ah, right. got it. Now a painter. Now a very mm, talented painter. Much Chilling cooler just, than acting on. Chilling on that WeWork equity. Maybe yeah. you guys yeah. can give me some advice about this because Please. I actually don't actively seek any. Uh, subscribers for this po- for this podcast <laughs> for the podcast I'm taking over sure the podcast you're right for the newsletter and but I do kind of wonder like are celebrities just like not cool are they not like yep, paying attention cool. to what's going yes, on like do you remember cool. a couple of years ago when uh, when Saint Vincent was like like we were all like Saint Vincent's like a total genius she's really great and then she shared an Atlantic article and we were like oh what? <laughs> like, we didn't think that right. she was. I, I think the, the popular uh, thought is that celebrities have a lot of like burners or finstas um, and that that's how they kind of stay up on it. But I think that there's at a certain tier, like I think some people and, and I would say like, you know, maybe I'm fucking going to sound so corny saying this, but I feel like Phoebe Bridgers is like right there is like yeah. the most famous yeah. person that is still has like right. their finger on the pulse of like cool shit or at least like 
just the discourse and zeitgeist. But like, but then yeah. once you once you cross that threshold, yeah, you're so big and busy and protected that you're just in an insular world that like we don't occupy, but sounds fucking terrible and boring. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lawrence? I mean, Phoebe Bridgers eventually is going to like like go on Anderson Cooper or something, right? Yeah, people, you always get disappointed. Like, do not. That's at least how I feel like, you know, this is saying the guy who stalked Jonah Hill for content for, you know, multiple years. But I just think that, you know, putting all that faith in in celebrities is absolutely misguided. But with that said, we always want to know if you have somebody very cool subscribing to your fucking newsletter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like probably like the the person who's coming to mind would be like Lana Del Rey. Like someone's going to that's cool about it. But she, yeah, I know no. she would be a great, she would be a great opulent tip subscriber, oh, but she doesn't need it. She doesn't no. need it. Who and she is, dresses who like is the one person that, um, subscriber asked for a subscription that like really made you like, Ooh, really take no one, really no, no one. personal heroes. Nobody like in media that you really look up to that you don't already know and work with. No. Now here's the question. We'll what happens when you have some fucking, you know, loser media people trying to fucking, mm. you know, you know, get on the teat of good taste. How do you, how do you like someone who maybe isn't like, like a direct peer, but someone you could, or maybe a colleague, but someone you consider a peer, how do you kind of like sidestep that? Like, no, you're actually bad for my brand. How do you do that? Yeah. Well, I feel like I have an untouchable brand. So, so no one could, so even coming on this podcast, couldn't submarine what you've built up over the years. But that's the point of being well, invite we'll only, we'll right? Is that, that's end. hubris. That's hubris, by the way. Just, right. You know what? Honestly, you sound like a couple celebrities. I know that's all. Yeah. But is that is the that is the joy of having power over your subscription list, right? Sorry, I just had a stroke there. Um, yeah. You you don't have to accept any fucking losers and haters that you don't want to. You can leave them yeah. unread. But how do you graciously oh. decline if it's you someone know. that you have mutuals with? Oh, you just literally don't even you literally you don't ignore even open them. it. Wow, you don't open it because if you don't open you guys it, guys open it, every single one of your DMs. Yeah, we're yes, inbox zero, one hundred percent. I do. You're yeah. at inbox zero. Oh uh, my god, on I Instagram. Just, unopened dms we're the people's champs well that's because you got yourself in this kind of like this dangerous game where you're you know like the the amount of limelight specifically on your dms because that's how you can get fucking onto the email it's like you you're you've passed the point of no return but i'm sure up until that point you were at inbox zero two no no, I had a lot of, actually, it's funny. You should bring this up because now I, I'm remembering something else about the origin story. People would DM me all the time and be like, what's a good puffer? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Like, that's not Yo, really you know fuck. Should um, I not be answering that when people, I, no, I answer I, everybody. Lawrence and I, like, we literally get people that are like, Yo, what are some pants you fuck with? And I tell them. And you, know, you tell but, them? Yeah, every person that's, who asks that's anything. St- like, your whole life has been put into honing that knowledge and you're just giving it away. Well, well I think we have that, we have a podcast. We have a Thursday. Yeah, cover. I think I think it makes us seem well, I think it makes us seem humble, approachable and men of the people, which I think is like our I don't know what you consider your unimpeachable personal brand that you just mentioned. But like, I like to think James and I are just like, yeah, we're men of the people. That's what we do. So, you know, but I would feel I would feel terrible ignoring someone or I leave brands like, on off. I leave yeah. brands on Reddit and like uh, thirsty yeah. Those people, are real that, people. people that think I still know brands. Corporations are people uh, yeah. legally speaking. Um, they're not the homies though. Um, and I have a bunch of like, you know, amateur rappers. I think I still work at Def Jam. I should take a page out of your book because I'll be honest, like some people, they overstep and they ask and ask and they just, they, they take and they take and they take and they take where it's like, yo, at a certain point, I'm like, are you a patron? Like, are you somehow fucking, Yeah, but what if they are way street? Then, then they are, then just, you know, tell me where you want me. I'll do whatever. You guys 
have, do you guys have the Instagram reply guys who just reply to stuff that you post? And they're like, they're like, ha ha, man, that's crazy. Yes. And that's it. That's it. That's the whole fire emoji, laugh, crying, laughing reactions, just reacts out the ass. But Rachel, I do not appreciate the fact that those people are like, like what you do and like what you put out there. Yeah. Well, that's not an appreciation of what I do. Ooh, go on. Okay. What it, and and what would be. Well, I had someone over the, I guess this was over the summer when that Celine TikTok collection came out, which would have oh. been late summer, early fall. Yeah. Um, and I wrote a piece about that. Mm-hmm. And I had, mm-hmm. you know, I had TikTok um, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had like several men who are probably in their late teens who were DMing me about Eddie Slimane. And they were like, the thing about Eddie that you have to understand. <laughs> that <laughs> is like, what? You weren't alive when like he was at St. Laurent. That is and that amazing. I thought was great. I thought not, that I'm like a, that. not that I'm a yeah. fashion savant like you are, but our, t- our TikTok DM or our TikTok comments, there was a yeah. fucking Eddie Slimane uh, yeah. bat, like flame war going on on a TikTok I made because we made fun of like Eddie, you know, Slimane for like a half a second. It's crazy that people he, like that. I mean, we're, we don't need to get into it, but it's insane to me that anybody thinks that's good now. But whatever. well, it's it's crazy to me that people are so upset. Like Hedy Slimane has stands in the way that like, you know, the barbs or like Rihanna's Navy. Yeah. But you and just wrote about it. You just wrote no, about it. You said the, that it's the all Eddie, like old rich the guys, Eddie, right? The Eddie horde. It's a horde, right? Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, but it's, it's like it's it, there. There are like, you know, older guys who like it's it and old buy a lot of it. But there are these younger people who are on Twitter. who Like when I wrote that piece, I got all these people quote tweeting like, yes, like someone finally understands what Eddie Slimane is doing. Like if you don't fuck with Hedy, then like you don't know what's going on. How critical was your review of the the new era of Celine? Or were you like, or of this TikTok era? Were you like, I forget, were you super into it? Or did, did you play both it. sides? Okay. I liked this it. new one, the teen dark poem shit or whatever. I thought that one was pretty fun. Okay. Um, have you ever gotten dragged by high fashion Twitter or like high fashion TikTok? Um, I don't think I have, no. I mean, I'm sure there's like something on TikTok about how I'm an idiot, but I don't know how to find it. <laughs> but but to be clear, what you're I'll saying, find it for you. <laughs> what you appreciate is okay. when people engage critically with what you put out there versus just like throwing you a like, uh, a crying emoji or a fire. Like you want the discourse with people. Cause that to me feels like more work than just kind of like doing the bare minimum of like common decency shit that James and I will do. You'd rather put more work in. It's oh yeah. I want to fight with someone. I don't want to have common decency. So but I'm not here to argue. So someone did actually Never. drag me on HF Twitter. They got really upset that I liked the um, Rick Owens show. Mm. the most recent Rick Owens menswear show that was about male aggression. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like a designer has actually looked at this, um, you know, phenomenon of like incredibly angry young white men and has domestic uh, terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. (laughs) Um, And this HF Twitter, this kind of famous HF Twitter guy was like, do we see the same fucking show? (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Well, Rachel, that brings you back uh, kind of to the original question, which, you know, kicked all this off. Um, if if the discourse and the casting pearls before swine is what you're hoping to do and not just like superficial engagement, then, you know, when it comes to the uh, invite only model, mm. have you faced any sort of reckoning and are you prepared to and have you like have you pre written out your defense or philosophy behind it? 
I'm going to look, I haven't written it out yet, but I'm absolutely going to do it on iPhone notes. Oh, I mean, okay. now that, now that sure. Lauren says I'm acting like a celebrity, I no, got to well, embrace how it. Do you, well, how do you reconcile? How do you reconcile but, these, these, this trend, generally speaking, even within fashion of right, the old guard being fucking cast aside versus kind of the gatekeeping that exists with this extremely exclusive piece of content that people are clamoring for that you create. Well, opulent tips is an innocent space. Okay. It's an innocent space that's intended for the ladies corrupted. that I let the men read. Interesting. So that's kind of how I think about it. But also like, you know, it's a thing that I do on the side of my work. It's not like my primary work. How many subscribers the, does Opulent Tips have? A lot less than you would think. By design though, that but that's by design. Yeah. Would you, like, it's less than you have followers on social media. Oh my God, absolutely. Is it double yeah. digits? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. you no, know, I'll tell you. It's it's about two hundred people. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Oh my god, I feel fucking super cool now. Hell and yeah. curated by the queen herself. Fuck yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I wish you had said it was even less. I would feel mm-hmm. even better. Rachel, yeah. I know. Well, I know. Look, look at you now. Okay. You know, ago, honestly, you I might be criticizing me. Now you're like, whoa, I'm one of the 200 people. Can I kind of say something? I actually think yeah. gatekeeping is good. I changed it. <laughs> if you're on this side of the gate, totally gatekeeping's rough. great. Yeah, it's really good inside. You know what I'm saying? How are you going to hate from outside the club? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rachel, you have a nine to five. Um, you said that you love, like, what's the best part? What's the thing you love most about uh, being a staff writer at GQ under the Will Welch administration? Mm-hmm. Important distinction. Yeah. I mean, first of all, everyone I work with is a genius. So that's really cool. But also Will is, Will is the best because he's really like, he's kind of, it's a funny thing to, to describe, but it's like, he's kind of old school. Like he hired all these freaks. (laughs) (laughs) Like he hired a lot of like weirdos, you know, that's how you would describe yourself. Yeah. And your your professional peers. I think I'm a weirdo. I think, you know, like Noah's really weird. I think Sam is pretty weird. Um, You know, like, I think a lot of people. Yeah, who's the weirdest person you work with? Besides yourself, obviously. Noah's probably the weirdest. Me and Noah are probably the weirdest. Yeah. It's a term of endearment, though. I mean, angry white man from upstate New York who skates. That seems sounds pretty run of the mill to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's weird. (laughs) A domestic terrorist who loves snow sports. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like our fashion ginger. our visuals director is like super creative. She's not weird, but she dresses really cool and she has like crazy taste. So it's kind of like old school in the sense that like, if you read any of the like old magazine memoirs about the eighties and nineties, it's like all these people who like, you kind of can't believe are working in a magazine. Cause it seems so corporate for these like Outcasts. interesting people. Yeah. And, and that's what Will did, right? He immediately just yeah. surrounded himself with like awesome people period. And then, Lo and behold, the product they put out is yeah. distinctly awesome. Who would have thought that getting the, yeah, getting the getting the by what, met, by what metric together? Yeah, what by mine? Oh, <laughs> opulent, opulent tips, tips is named at the number. <laughs> the oppies, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, the oppies. Oh, right, are you number one a, at the oppies awards. Are you going to hand out some awards? Have you factored in like, is there going to be any kind of like a? Yo, Lawrence, for for next year's fitties, we got to do a newsletter category. Oh yeah, we can do news. Yeah, we because so, we we had an award show, yeah. and honestly, people love. Who would have thunk it? People love voting in polls. I I voted. I immediately voted. Oh, that's right, I was you so did. Excited. Yeah. Who was your yeah. okay? Who's your top brand in twenty twenty? I don't remember. But, what were not, the, also also what was what was on our list was not like who Rachel would right. pick probably. Well, I think Rick. Who was, was on the Rick list? O- can you remind me? Well, Amelie on door one. Um, I voted. 
I voted for them. Oh shit. That's why I voted for. Yeah. I think you, they had a great I, year. And you wrote, I thought really intelligently and amazingly about why that lookbook seemingly connected with a lot of people that like community and that yeah. joyousness that at least that's how, how I felt. Obviously I, I was in the lookbook for everyone at home, not realizing. Yeah. Um, so that was, he did not tag the photographer on IG. That's a bad web kit. Um, okay. So, so Rachel, you, you have this, you had this awesome paid. Nine, you have this awesome nine to five, right? You have a uh, healthcare, which is great. And maybe we <laughs> can have some, um, sure. which is, I think like Lawrence and I, you know, the, the Patreon is our foundation and so we don't necessarily have to cash in or make a quick fucking bag every time we have a chance. Um, and I think you follow the same logic where it's like the newsletter is this fun little extra bonus activity. That's just like a passion, but you do have so much demand right now. Why, why wouldn't you charge money um, for people to subscribe? Is it just that you have a job? Um, I don't know if it's just that I have a job. I don't think, well, when I don't need more money. That's great. Congrats. Congratulations. Not, not very, not very opulent. <laughs> yeah. Not very opulent. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that the difference between Baroque and broke, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's not Rococo tips. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like but if late, it were Rococo tips, then maybe I would charge money for it. Right. Um, no, but I don't know. I think it's like, I think it's like not, not that charging money for a newsletter is like selling out or something, but like, I don't need to charge money for my newsletter. Like I would never let someone like buy it. Like, I don't know. There's like so much pressure to like, whenever you do anything like cool and small to like make money off of it or like corporatize it in some way, like make it professional, like blah, blah, blah. Like is everyone's that... like, when are you going to make merch? And it's like, I don't need to make merch. Like, hold on. Let me delete that question. You're supposed to buy stuff that you're, <laughs> right. that I'm recommending. Is that a symptom of late stage capitalism where it's like, Hey, look at this cool thing. And it's immediately like, how do we make money first and foremost? Is that like, is that what it is? People just like that expectation, or do you think that maybe more stuff like this can convince people that you can just do what you do that you're passionate about that other this people is punk are into rock, baby. without? Because like what yeah, you're doing, rock. yeah. But but it's, and is so professionalism is overrated then is what we're saying and unnecessary mm -hmm. to making something cool. Yeah, for sure. Have people or uh, brands or anyone approached you to try and like monetize a newsletter? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I know. I just gave that speech, but no one has. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And now no one will. I, I don't, yeah. What? You sanctimonious I I mean, fuck. <laughs> look, I think it's. I think it's. Um, I think usually I'm like really suspicious of anything that's popular, you know. And like more and more recently, I'm like, if it's popular, it like can't be good. Um, and so like I know that in a certain way, like what I'm doing is popular, but it's not popular enough that anyone has tried to buy it. And I think that that's actually really you, good. This is a conversation that Lawrence and I uh, kind of have is like, is perception is reality. Although like when things are pinging around the fucking, you know, echo chamber and the cool, cool media bubble, like, do you ever feel, do you ever have to take a step back and be like, yo, opulent tips is fire. I love doing it, but like, it's not a fucking, you know, game changer or anything. It's really just popular within this like small subset. Like, how do you grapple with that and, and keep your feet grounded in reality? Or do you just fucking let, let loose yeah. and just like float or away? You, or are you gassed the fuck up right now yeah. on your own vapors? Right. Well, I think you have to understand, like, there's some sort of like psychology at play with the sharing of the newsletter. Like people are sharing it, not because it's so cool, but to brag that they are subscribers. Right. The flex is like, being able to forward look, it. I'm, 
I'm sure that like a lot, of, I'm, I, I'm not saying that like it's, it's bad or something, but like, you know, there are a lot of things where I'm writing about topics or things that other people have written about, or that like, I don't find to be like, particularly like, you know, wild, but part of it is you're like, oh yeah, like the part of the, the, the kind of phenomenon, if you, in, in air quotes is like, you share it because you're like, look, I, I have a subscription to this. And do you play into that at all by re sharing everyone posting, um, screenshots to their yeah. story? Like, are you, you're sure. kind of like puppeteering yeah. this a little bit yourself. You're fueling the yeah. clown economy a hundred percent. I mean, your story. Uh, yeah, I'm fueling the clown economy. Absolutely. Yo, you're the, you're you're the OPEC of this shit. I don't know if you said did you say clown economy or clout because it both also. Works. Oh, I said clown economy, but you clown. said clown economy. <laughs> I said clown, but I I love that you have you are you are happy to be the dean of clown college. You you yeah. are so happy to be in that role. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. But I mean, I know it's it's still early days, but I have to imagine that. Have you ever given any thought to what the future is for opulent? It sounds like it's not cashing in. It's not chasing celebrities necessarily, but like, what is the even like six month plan here? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm just taking it week by week, you know, (laughs) it's better than day by day, but you haven't planned it out too far. I also, I mean, I really hope at some point I can stop it because the pandemic is over. Like, I think a lot of what's a lot of, and part of the reason why I wanted to do this, of course, is like to talk to my friends about clothes and like what I'm buying and what I think, like, I also like, it's, it's funny. I think there's not, there's so many places, um, and obviously I work for one of them, but there are so many places where like these, these kind of unusual or obscure menswear brands are discussed. And there's not really a place like that for women's wear. Mm. Like there's no, there's not even like, you know, if you go on like female fashion advice, it's not people who are talking about like, you know, Otto Linger and like Lauren Manoogian. Hold up. Hold up. You think the subreddit male fashion advice is discussing obscure emerging bubble? No, no, no. That's a huge, but that's a huge community, James. That has a million. That's the wall. Right. But that's like, that's that's like, yo, should I get this J crew shirt or this banana Republic shirt? No, but what Rachel, I think what you're like, while there are these small, pocket communities where men can nerd out over clothes it's different our for discord it's, it's definitely yeah. a double standard for sure yeah have you uh, give, like, have you given any thought to an opulent tips discord which is a uh ju- which is a live chat room where your subscribers um they don't have to join if they don't want to but it really is a living breathing yeah. lawrence and i like honestly the most popular channel on our discord and the one that i like I, I lurk um, is John's where it's just them like discovering and uh, learning Discussing. about and teaching each other about like brands that, you know, hopefully or not hopefully, but that they just learned about. Yeah. Maybe that's in the opium tips future. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing, the problem that I have is that like sometimes people will like email me and they'll be like, have you heard of this brand? And I'm like, yeah, of course I've heard of that. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like I have like, a, I have a, pretty deep knowledge of like small and obscure women's wear brands. And I have to find, I mean, I do have a couple of friends who I really like nerd out on that stuff about, but it seems like for the most part, like the readership like wants to know about those things. Rachel, I guess what I'm saying is if you don't think that there's a space for women to geek out over like obscure shit or like new shit or under the surface shit, don't you think that you're fostering this community? And don't you think that opulent tips itself could be that space? 
well, right now, I think what Rachel is saying is like the newsletter and you specifically, right? And your knowledge, you're the vessel through which to like, you know, like share versus like creating a community and this place for dialogue, right? There's no comment section on the newsletter, though I guess people can reply directly to you and you're yeah, then engaging reply. with them. But that's still a, <laughs> that's an A to B thing, right? That's it's, not it's, like, it's, 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 yeah, it's linear. What if you ever uh, un BCC'd everyone? Oh, I know that could be really dangerous, right? Some women chaos. just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, that would be wild, yeah. dude. I'm gonna get Graydon Carter's email off that shit. Fucking so <laughs> trying to book him for the pod or whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna get Lily, Lily Wait, Kimmel's. you guys should have him on the pod. That would you, be amazing. I was thinking about it because, uh, well, whatever. But would, could you get uh, the the big uh, GC for the boys? I bet he would do it. Is really? He subscri- he is he a subscriber? It. No, he's not. Okay. Do you, is he aware he's one of your, he's this obviously a former boss of yours and an icon. I mean, maybe the most iconic, you know, New York media or media guy in general, um, at least of the past, you know, it feels like modern times. Um, does he, is he aware at all of like what you've been up to since you've like stopped working for him? Like what you've done with your career? He writes me an email once in a while. Interesting. But, How's yeah. his, is does it, he send it via airmail? <laughs> so, wait, wait can, my question was, does he send it via airmail? But, um, ch- and then mine was, is it natural style? <laughs> I, I, he sends natural Next style. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, honestly, honestly, I know this is apropos. That's how I like to have sex, natural style. I just wanted to throw that out there in case anybody. All right. Uh, your wife is punching the air in the other room right now. Um, uh, not the first time, nor, nor will be the last. Are your current coworkers all subscribers? Yeah, most of them are. Okay. Most. Do you, have you left anyone on red? No, absolutely not. But some people haven't reached out. So you're just waiting. Someone's going to make, they have to make the first move though. They don't have to. I mean, you'd be so bold as to just add someone on your own. No, I would never do that because people hate email. People really hate email. You ever thought about uh, taking off your tips and making it, making it a handwritten letter and just writing out each copy, got copy by hand one by one. Damn. Save yeah. the U.S. Postal Service. That's, that. that's primitive style. That's, that's real even, opulence, right primitive there. Primitive style. Yeah. yeah. Damn, dude. You just that's fucking, real opulence. Yeah. That, that the most exclusive newsletter ever would, besides one that you lie about doing, as we covered at the top of the. And that's just again real media unusable recon for all the fucking trogs and flyover staters. But uh, just a message in a bottle, just into the void. Who's yes. to say? You yeah. want a pillow recommendation? I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Pillows are really having a moment, aren't they? Home goods. Home yeah. goods. Like you kind of established before. It's like you're around this stuff all the time. You want to fucking feel opulent. You want to feel. Have you guys been getting home goods? No. No. And flowers. I love. And this is really speaking of my wife. Just mm. having fresh cut flowers in to me, it really, I think is. is I hung great. a bouquet of eucalyptus yeah. over my shower head inspired by Christopher Green and his wife, uh, yeah. Jess. And that was, that was cool until like the sap was just like running down my shower and just making everything sticky and gross. It's like a lot of like lilies, just like, just like, just really to me, I don't know. It, it, for me, it's like a mental health thing, I think more, but it also like aesthetically is a, is pleasing, but I can't improve my home because um, every Thursday it turns to a fucking podcast studio. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Lawrence comes over. Rachel, uh, I think that each email, each dispatch, excuse me, of Opulent Tips averages about 40,000 words. Um, if one is lucky enough to make it to the list, well, first of all, do they do they get access to the archive or do they just like start from where they get added? I just put at the bottom that like if you want earlier got versions, then just let, reach out and I forward. <laughs> For the 18 million minus 200, so whatever that is, 17 million, 9999, uh, listening at home, just like TLDR, what's the easiest way to just, you know, simply add some opulence to one's life? 
Like, what's the first thing they could do? <laughs> this is horrible. The first thing I thought of was like, just put a belt on. Remember, like in, <laughs> remember in like the like 2008, every piece of fashion advice is like, just put a belt on. Like, put um, a bird on it. Like, put a belt on. Yeah, just yeah. Like just happy. put a belt on it. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I mean, first of all, like buy a velvet jacket. That's okay. really good. Mm. I think getting like really nice lamps is always really helpful. What do you uh, think is flowers? Ikea? What do you think of this bad boy right here? <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and my boy Simon from Sweden will agree to disagree. Yeah. Classic. Um, Scandinavian paint your design. apartment. Ooh. Little accent wall. You can't see, but behind yeah. me, beside and ignore the terrible furniture in my office. But that's a an emerald, you know, a nice jewel tone. Right, right. That's an yeah, accent. Your wall. office, your office looks like Daniel Arsham's apartment. <laughs> Damn, dude. It's <laughs> a lot of sneakers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that's probably the worst thing that you could ever right. say to me. So get some lamps, you. get some lamps, paint a wall. <laughs> Anything else? Get okay. really nice bedding. Mm, yes. Sure. Expensive, but worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. Expensive. You gotta spend, Don't you get got, Brooklinen. Don't get Don't that. fuck Brooklinen. Get Is that ma- one of your sponsors or something? No. no, no I, I mean, not, well, not <laughs> now, but honestly, if anyone from Brooklyn is listening, we can b- take all of this out for the right price. Lawrence, what's your bedding of choice? Uh, Restoration hardware. Okay. Rachel, just you. And here's my tip. Honestly. So let me just say something. Betting is crazy expensive. So try to take advantage of it when you get married as much as you can, uh, as far as like getting, you know, on your registry or getting gifts from people, but yo, restoration hardware outlet. That's what I do. I'm not head to Paramus. Go to the mall, dude. Go to the mall. Have yourself a day. Can't buy the shit at retail. I feel like, uh, I feel like I may have read this in like one of those like old issues of GQ or old blogs of GQ where it's like, you're like how to be a man. It's like, yo, my father always told me spend money on things that separate you from the ground. Good shoes, good Ooh. tires, and good bedding. Dude, that's a that's from a that's a boardroom to the bar type. That's oh, a yeah. that's that old GQ. You love that, real good. Lots mm-hmm. of dudes jumping around in suits. A lot um, of trampolines. A lot of fucking tie bars. Exactly. Got out Peggy Sirota. Rachel, we're coming up on a year of work from home lockdown. I want to know what is the most opulent fit that you've put together during quarantine? Because I know you, you keep a beautiful mind encyclopedia up there. So if you had to break down the most singularly opulent fit that you put together in the past year, what was it? That's a great question. You know, I actually, I had another core project, which was this, um, somewhat short-lived too short-lived i have to say instagram account called working from home oh Fit. right yeah why'd you stop that that was also because we got burnout yeah <laughs> um but actually jonah hill followed that and we were wow. always like we should just ask him to submit a fit um but that kind of really i would say that looking at everyone's outfits on that I would receive like via DM really changed my opinion of loungewear, hmm. which was like, you know, I, I kind of had like some calf tans or something that I would like wear around the house. But then I realized like, wait a minute, I need to really not push into sweatpants. Um, Cause that's something that I would wear out of the house, but like something that only works inside the house. And so I developed, well, I developed this, um, process called bone tone dressing. Okay. So I bought, Oh, I'm a, I'm a like, citizen of bone town. Oh, sorry. Bone tone. Yeah. No, you're bone in the bone, tone. you're in the bone zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can you explain um, the, what is the bone tone? <laughs> bone tone is like a very like, eggshell bone white color palette. Head to toe. Head to toe. 
at home in that. And that's soothing mentally speaking, when you like, when you put it on and you look at it, you like, it's calming. Yeah. Zen. But it's really soft. Right. You know, I have this, so I have like a couple of pieces by this designer, Lauren Manugian, who makes incredible knitwear and should frankly make menswear. Um, her partner, Chris is really extremely well-dressed. Um, and so I just have like some, some like cotton Lauren Manugian pants that are like beige and then a white kind of turtleneck and then a fisherman sweater. And then I have a little hat. <laughs> and that's that the most opulent. Is the most opulent fit that within the bone zone. Yeah. Well, it's cool to wear. It's so opulent to wear one designer head to toe, like including hat. Is that hard Wait, to Have you guys that- ever done that? One only, head, with, only with our legacy. Maybe yeah. Supreme. That's embarrassing. We're that honest, is that's not a design, but it's a brand. <laughs> yeah, you might okay. want to you might want to just it. But here's the thing. I think the idea of head to toe, that's kind of like uh, and obviously the way that the fantasy that you're projecting of head to toe, the row or Yoji, sure. But I think that that's like a when you try hard, you die hard thing, because that's like the when you look at a hype beast, they're also probably wearing head to toe. I guess these are two different aesthetic types of, of ways of dressing, but it's interesting that you're recommending that I would tell someone you should never wear head to toe. You should try to find personal style. Cause that's not like to me that not that you would be copying a lookbook exactly. Right. Lawrence, this look is, one for this one, is coming but. from, and let's keep in mind that this is coming from someone who's only done head to toe in uh Maison de Jebia. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's just rude. Um, I also think there's like, I I totally agree with what you're saying about personal style, Lawrence, but I also think there's like a kind of like a fashion nerd niche within the like extreme personal style where it's like, I'm just committed to Casey Casey oh, and that's I only all wear, I wear. I only buy Rick. I only buy M.A. Cross. I only buy C- exactly. CCP. Okay. Only buy ALD. And yeah, they make it work. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So really, we're just talking about if you're going to do that, get it from a fucking good brand. Yeah. <laughs> that only makes bangers. Okay. That's. I think true. one one question that um is deceptively simple, but in your case, not so much, Rachel, is like, and and you know, how would you describe your personal style? Because it is so eclectic, so wide ranging. Uh, I you know, we don't want to fucking mansplain your own shit to you. So like your personal style, obviously you have one. How do you describe it? Well, uh, there's a store in Philadelphia called Joan Shep that I grew up going to. Um, and that's where I like discovered Rick Owens and like Dries Van Noten and Yoji Yamamoto and Comme de Garçon. And um, the style of that store is very like a uh, cool woman who lives on a farm, but collects like extreme like Asian antiques. <laughs> Colonist. <laughs> yeah, colonizer. a colonizer, an yeah. imperialist. Um, you are the so imperialist that, of the inbox. I would say that that really like shaped my sense of style because the other right. thing is like they have these. They have a lot of brands. They carry Joan Shop carries a lot of brands that are not necessarily in my fashion wheelhouse, but that sort of like also shaped my so like they're obsessed with I guess what I'm getting at is like they carry golden goose and like <laughs> I would never wear I would never wear golden goose sneakers 
No. However, Terrible. like there was something to me about that that was like, oh, wow. Yeah. And then you just finish off this like head to toe, like our head to ankle Dries Van Noten, some like Rick Margella with some golden Hop it goose. off with the golden geese, baby. With some flying Vs, with some honkers. Fucking. Yeah. So I think what I, I guess what I'm saying is like, I like um, super fashion-y kind of like, uh, I guess like artisanal or like crafty looking clothes. But then I like a little moment of like, you know, blissful ignorance. Um, materialism. Yeah. Ignorance. That, that's like, if you go to Italy and you want like, and you see these kind of pity, pretty Womo type guys where they're all fucking draped up and tripped out and like the most beautiful tailoring. And then they're wearing like Hogan sneakers, right? It's yeah. the exact same. It's always footwear with these. With these yeah. For some How long does it take to mentally uh, get dressed in the morning and then actually like actually put the fit together? I usually just like think about what I'm going to wear while I'm in the shower, like while I'm doing my like face care routine, skin right. care routine, whatever it's called. Does it start for a lot of like dudes that listen to the show and hence like the, the stupid fit check bit. Does it start like foundationally with the footwear? Like I really, when I, I know I want to wear these boots cause I'm leaving the house today and the rest of the fit kind of goes from there. Or is it really kind of like haphazard depending on like what's new or what's been inspiring you is, is there kind of like a, is it, is it, it does it ever What's get the process? Be, yeah. What's the process by numbers to some degree? I've never started again. And this is like, maybe I'm a police officer, but I've <laughs> never started with like, I need to wear these shoes yeah, ever. Maybe, where does it start? Thing? Yeah, I think it is. I, I think it's a, I think it's a young man's thing. Where does it yeah, start? Sure. Uh, usually it starts with a jacket. I have mm-hmm. a lot of jackets. You're, you're a ton of jackets. Man. So I'm like, yeah. Do you have yeah. more of all the categories in your wardrobe? Do you have more jackets than anything else? Yeah. Definitely. I have too many jackets. Do you have a storage issue? Like, I don't know what your apartment setup is like, but like, is your shit just everywhere overflowing? Every chair, every amazing lamp is just covered in (laughs) in Johns? No, no. I try to keep it. I try to keep it tight and tidy. Mm. You know, you got to have a tight edit. Are you constantly churning through uh, your closet and selling or getting rid of stuff that um, isn't doing it for you anymore? And like, just so you can add more or, or, or are you a hoarder? Why don't you tune into your ex-girlfriend's Instagram live and find out? Walk <laughs> oh, right into that one. Uh, I don't yeah. think I'll be tuning in. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of keeping things kind yeah, of Lord, like, Lord, keep this moving here. Speaking of keeping things like, you know, nice and, and tight and, and kind of like, you know, coalesce around, you know, what's important. Let's talk about the idea of like building one's personal brand. And this is a loaded question, right? But you do so much cool kind of stuff on the side, but we already talked about the work from home's Instagram. That was like viral, right? That was like a viral moment that happened uh, with you and your friends uh, that were running the account with you. You have this amazing newsletter with, even if it's like super exclusive to around 200 people, like everybody is talking about it. Um, The two-parter here is, do you find it hard to strike a balance between your dream job and all these awesome side projects? And then the second part is, has it, have these side projects ever kind of gotten you in trouble or like created- created some type of professional conflict that like James said, bitch you in your ass. No, no. I mean, look, it's like, the thing is like anything that I'm doing on the side, it really doesn't take me that long. Really? You know, like, I'm sure you guys found this too. Like when you were working and you were doing the podcast, like do the podcast really take you guys that much time? 
No, yes. not really. Yes, <laughs> wait, yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it took I guess so what you're saying. Time. So wait, the newsletter you're saying you wake up on Sunday and you bang it out, and now you got to do a little bit of recon depending on the the questions but, and that lineup. But that's it's that it's that simple to you. Yeah, pretty much. And, and but Rachel, like, uh, you know, obviously, like we work in like you know lifestyle and fashion, and it's different. Um, you know, there's different rules when it comes to journalism. I don't know if you read like Ben Smith's uh, piece on you know never tweet because it was about how like certain reporters, their star have has gotten so big with their huge social followings, and how does that clash with like the newsroom ethics and um, you know different different entities treated differently. It seems like at GQ, and again, to his credit, Will just like, yo, do your thing. Because like the be- the more, the happier you are doing whatever you do, the, ha- the like the better you're going to be at your job, yeah. you know, um, for GQ, right? And more people are going to read your byline and read your reviews and, and whatever. As, as independent, independent creatorship and independent media has taken off in the past, I don't know, like six, nine months. Like, has that ever been a thing that's come up at GQ or is it still kind of just like, yo, do your thing? It's pretty much do your thing. I mean, I thought that the Ben Smith uh, article was really interesting because you, I don't know. I think there's just this, uh, there seems to be a lot of anger about women on Twitter. Like if you think about all of the people, like if you think about the way that people go after Maggie Haberman or Olivia Ducey or Taylor Lorenz. Yeah. There's something. And, and even like, you know, even the way that people go after Barry Weiss, I don't know for some reason, like young women on Twitter make people really upset. Yeah. Well, it's so, a lot of guys being like pipe down, sweetheart, smile. Yeah. More, yeah. Right? It's that. Kind yeah, of and I think, yeah. And I think that that's, I think that that's some of it. What about, also, um, I, do you get that? Do you get any of that kind of bullshit? No, I don't, but I don't really have, I mean, now okay. I guess I have, you know, I have like 15 or 16,000 followers, but like, it's not really that many. What about um, this whole notion of not just when it comes to like tweeting opinions, but also influencership as an editor versus working at like the larger Death Star, um, which was an issue. Again, I think it was mostly an issue with like female editors where, you know, they endorse something, but the sales department of that company is like, yo, what the fuck? Like, okay, you got paid a a paltry bag for this, but guess what? We could have like parlayed this. uh, We were talking to this brand and could have parlayed this into like a multi-year, you know, advertising thing. Whereas you just like walked away with, you know, a small bag to do an IG post. Has that ever come up at GQ? Like, I know that you guys are all popping in your own ways, but I don't necessarily see you guys doing like sponsored content and, and uh, shit like that. Hmm. That's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of good questions. Yeah. A lot of good questions today. Apparently shout out fucking. Yeah. Jim. I mean, like if Adidas came, I'm, I'm you know, obviously you're never going to sell it, but if Adidas came to opulent tips and like, yo, we want to do a deal. Do you have to go to GQ and be like, Hey, is this cool? Because I know that Nike's an advertiser. I probably would, but like, I don't get asked those kinds of questions. I think I'm like, I think I'm too weird for uh, like <laughs> Nike's or Adidas to want to do a project with Too me, rare to live, too weird really to die. Good. I think that's good. As yeah. I said earlier, like I think if something's popular, I'm immediately suspicious of it. So. Well, that segues into my next question pretty nicely. Um, I think your weirdness is one of your greatest assets, your eagle, your eagle eye, your eagle eye for the unexplainable phenomena of the zeitgeist. I think you are up there with the elites. 
right? Um, which begs me to ask, you know, your, your one Jersey Plaza brethren at the New Yorker, they profiled us over the summer. And, uh, you know, we have a lot going on. We, we put out the only podcast boots that matter. We put out the only loafers that matter dropping soon. We have a lot of big things coming up. My question is when will GQ finally cover throwing fits? Yeah. Whose dick do we got to suck around here? I don't know. I don't know. Didn't you guys ask Mag this? I don't know. Uh, what did he say? Uh, I think he what? did, but I don't remember. He probably that was said a really some shit. good episode. He probably said, thank you. He probably said some shit like quit barstool. So we quit barstool. So yeah. So yeah. what now we what? did that? So what's next? Tell us what can we do? I don't know. You're getting this. We're giving you a really Why good opportunity to just dunk GQ? on us. We don't. That's thank you. Cause we absolutely don't. What if we made some suits and jumped around in them? <laughs> yeah. We'll bring our own trampolines. We'll bring, we'll bring our tell will. We'll bring our own trampolines. What do we got to do? Get on our fucking Evan Canori shit and make like six <laughs> shirts for six people. Like, yeah, yeah. you have to be Evan Canori. You have slow. to, your podcast has to reach. You have to slow podcast. We do. Only, we pod for four hours six, every week. Yeah. Only six people can listen to the podcast. Damn it. Um, oh, all of your fuck. merch has to be hand knit. Mm. Um, it, it, I mean, we can, we can, we can get like children. We can hit up the comfort colors blank factory and, and ask for a quick little carpal yeah, tunnel the, check the children's all package. Kids, all the kids in the sweatshop if you want. But so what you're saying and you is you have to do a feelings podcast. So I guess there's no hope for the fact that um, a young men's fashion podcast that deals with the brands and the designers and the zeitgeist that GQ overlaps with overlays with never going to get ink in the GQ pages or. Well, but you guys are just blog. biting our shit. So like, <laughs> Oh, why, there it is. Why Thank would we you. write about you? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't know exactly what shit that's supposed to be biting, but that was the that was an opera. You had the opportunity to fucking three sixty degree tomahawk slam dunk throwing fits into the trash can, and I think I mean that was not was that was okay. It's yeah, pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> I, my my thought was that you're just too busy because I mean your <laughs> your fucking output. You're more prolific than mixtape era Gucci Mane. You're like fucking plies on this bitch. Like, how many hours a week do you spend actually writing? Um, but most of them, <laughs> right? I write a lot. Yeah, yeah. And you choose to do it every Sunday morning. And does that writing feel any different than the writing that not you're just filing not just the opulent tips, but GQ GQ shit yeah. as well. I mean. Well, when I'm yeah. writing for GQ, like I'm usually like even if I'm not, you know, like extensively quoting the designer whose show I'm reviewing, like I've spent probably a long amount of time talking to them. Right. Um, so it's a lot of like, like I have a collection of myself on Zoom calls with like various designers and I'm wearing a different hat and everyone it's a great <laughs> thing to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that takes up a lot of time. And then also like you yeah. want to go out and like I go to stores a lot to try and like see things, especially because now it's like things are arriving in stores that I'll have never seen before. Right. Which is is kind of weird, you know, and you're trying to write about this stuff and you like can't you don't really know like how it's made or like what it looks like or what it feels like. Um, so is the better yeah, I mean, question, how much does your life revolve around fashion? Like I would say most of my life revolves around fashion, which is kind of weird, but if any of outside of your fashion? life, a lot, no, I'm, and it's a lot. And I think that James and I like joke about that and a lot. I mean, I think that's kind of the basis of nearly everything that we do. Does that ever, is that something that you ever think twice about or maybe like cycle through emotions in regarding to the amount of time that's spent focused on this thing that would, while it may be wonderful to everyone on the zoom call, most people find frivolous and esoteric and unapproachable to some degree. 
Oh, the fact that it's like that, the fact that it's frivolous and esoteric and approachable doesn't bother me at all. I think that's right. actually the best. You're a gatekeeper. About You're it. a gatekeeper. So obviously right. There. Well, no, I've always really liked that about it. And I actually think it's kind of funny when people are like fashion really reflects what's going on in the world. And it's like, <laughs> what? Uh, eh, kind of, but like no more than any other industry. Right, right, I mean, right. I think it's like, to me, it's just an interesting lens to like, look at everything that's happening through. I mean, you can kind of like connect it to all of these other things and you can end up talking about, I mean, just as you guys do on this podcast, you end up talking about lots of things that aren't maybe directly related to fashion, but it really, it gets you there like really easily because I think it communicates so directly. Um, But, and it's a really shameless kind of art form. Right. But I don't know. I mean, my, my boyfriend works in art. So like yeah. we go to galleries and we go to museums a lot right. and I read a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty intense, I guess, isn't it? But, but giving credit where credit is due, I think what's amazing about you and the kind of work that you've put out. And I think that James and I, we would be lucky to, to see ourselves in this van as well. Is that like, you know, everyone in our industry seemingly takes this shit too seriously and everyone on the outside doesn't take it seriously at all. So if you could find a way to sh- straddle these worlds in an authentic way because it's actually how you feel, then you're kind of creating a lane that seemingly nobody else wants to occupy besides, again, everyone on the Zoom call. So salute to you, fucking brethren. That's all I Thank had you. to say there. That was a compliment. Uh, to you guys too. I mean, Thank Rachel, you. so, you know, you, you mentioned that you're constantly on Zooms, you're constantly talking to designers um, and and doing some, you know, great work, like connecting the dots, I think is, is what you really do uh, and so on some real like critic shit. Is there a subject that you would love to profile that so far has evaded you? Well, I've been really dying to profile Yoshi Yamamoto, but he only does like in-person profiles. So you, um, so you don't like want it that you don't rather. want it that bad. You don't want to go to Japan yeah, and you're not you know, willing break to risk travel your, your life. Well, I mean, Chris Guy Molly was like, maybe you guys should just go get the COVID vaccine together. Right? Like that's the piece. I think I think a a profile on the master by uh you, one of his biggest fans and someone who I think really understands what makes him great and who wears and buys the clothes. Like that's your, that's essential work. I would say, fuck. Yeah. You could take my, take my dosage. You know, I'm just a, I'm just a fucking podcaster. You know? I'll give you my Jap. I'll give you my uh, Japanese passport. Thanks. That's how it works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I think so. Go in. Sure. Um, it's funny. So, you, so you obviously said like a fashion designer, I feel like most people in this day and age would have been like, Oh, I want to profile Drake or fucking <laughs> Travis or Rihanna. Like the, the celebrity culture is fucking alive and well in 2021. Um, do we have to take this down a notch? Like who are the celebrities out there that people fucking, uh, lose their shit over that you think their styles is overrated and bad. Yeah. Let's course correct a bit from you, the boss. Hmm. I mentioned Drake. I mentioned Travis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't. Well, obviously, like, I. I, When I'm looking at GQ's, when I'm looking at GQ's big fits of the week, which is obviously something that we bite all the time, right? Uh, (laughs) There's not a lot of great shit there. So, like, who's who's from your mind? Who do you think um, has overrated style? Whether they're being fucking gassed up by GQ over here or fucking, you know, the clout chases over there. Who is it? Do you guys, I I guess the question I would ask is like, do you guys, did you guys fall off of Shia's style before the horrible allegations or were you like, Ooh, in retrospect, like he, like, how do you deal with something like that? 
like we, do you, after do you, we got Jonah for the second time, I think that we kind of stopped. Um, well, our Mount Rushmore up until then had always been, sorry, even before that, our Mount Rushmore had been Jonah, Kanye, Shia, and I think we had said like John Mayer for John Mayer as whatever, like a floater because we had to. Yeah. And then we were like, yo, fuck Kanye. Like he's off the he's off the Mount Rushmore. Like we blew his we blew his head up. And then it was like, and then we kind of stopped doing that after we got Jonah for the second time. We were just like, yo, there's more interesting people, or not more interesting. There's so many interesting people in this world to speak to, like fuck celebrity shit. Um, and then the Shia obsession, I think had waned and then when all that shit came out we we're like uh ah, fuck shia like we should have seen yeah. we should have all seen this coming we should have all paid attention to like the horrible things that had happened before right. um and now it's just like lying in the sand fuck shia yeah well, but do you like you know it's the kind of thing where it's a question that i think a lot of um other industries have been talking about but like one that doesn't really come up in fashion maybe for some of the reasons lawrence that you were saying a few minutes ago but it's like do you then have to like i guess this is a question of like can you separate the art from the artist right like, are you because in retrospect i think there's something kind of like hmm, there's something really odd about his obsession with like this kind of survivalist intense sure. clothing yeah. um, that you, you could extrapolate a fuck ton based on like what happened and then what we already knew. And while like to James's point, like, uh, or like, I, I personally feel like it's not up to throwing fits to answer for Shia LaBeouf. With that said, we did fucking gas the dude up from a fucking aesthetic standpoint for a long time. And I think, you know, we did have to say something, but um, yeah, I think separating the art from the artist, I mean, you, it seems like people only ever see it one way or like they they either do or they, they either can or they either can't. There is, doesn't seem to be people that can like, I feel like approach it with nuance, which is a shame, but I feel like that's probably also m nearly everything in, in the discourse now, which is unfortunate because you can't like, it's hard to have this conversation without even being like, damn, am I going to say the wrong fucking thing? And like, you know, like it, it's a minefield, right? Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I always, I always wonder this about Kooji sweaters too, you know, like, it seems like after the Bill Cosby allegations. Oh, like I was like, what, like what, did, what did what did what did, what did Biggie do? <laughs> yeah, what did Biggie do? All right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's yeah. funny. I never thought when I think of that's funny. when I think of Kooji, I think of Biggie. I don't think of yeah Bill Cosby. I don't think of yeah. Puddin' Pops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, but I think it seems like people sort of step back from that for a while. I don't know. Damn, I mean, that's that Kooji, so you don't think a brand that, that has nothing to do with this man would be suffering, right? Because of what some other like it that's almost like why should throwing fits suffer for what you know some fucking guy some asshole did it's like why should kuji suffer for you know what cosby did but maybe they maybe you're right maybe people are like oh can't wear this and gotta put all my kujis on ice all right so rachel who do you think are the male the male celebrities out there let's focus on the men okay. um let's focus on the fellas the you know they're not getting enough attention uh that maybe get big big up for their style whether it's bill cosby or biggie um that you think don't necessarily deserve it Mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why is that? Because he's doing, isn't he like on the fucking watch section of GQ every other day? Yeah. Look, his watches are amazing. Yeah. He has his an amazing watch face is, uh, is peerless. Okay. Um, he's kind of, he feels like a, he dresses a little bit like a male influencer. <laughs> that's, and, that, and, that's, and, and, and you mean that pejorative to, to, the, yeah. to, the, to the, to the, to the T. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like in sets, he seems to be really into sets. Yo, this is what I'm telling you when you wear like uh, today's my Vizvim day. 
tomorrow's my Camp High Collective Day. Tomorrow's my acronym day. And he's clearly supporting his homies, right? I just mentioned three guys that he has close, intense personal relationships with. Um, Hiroki Nakamura, whoever the fucking guy is who does Camp High, and then big old beardy old, and then Errolson, right? But like that to me is where it's almost like, yeah, you're trying super hard to do the the set. But I think if he if you would say that he dresses like a male influencer, I would say he dresses like the most tasteful male influencer then because it is sure, the right it is sure. the right brand. You kind of wish he, you kind of wish he would go out on a limb once in a while. Like yeah. he's wearing like the homies and then he doesn't like you Should know like when too, is he going to when is he, is he too imprisoned by his own success? He's yeah, like, he "Yo, is. I'm the Viz god. I can't fucking yeah, yeah, right, I, right, I can't right. put down that I can't give up that belt." Yeah. I think he is. Yeah, but the real Viz god is Clapton. Right. Sure. And that's who and how does Mayor know about Viz is through Clapton, Clapton. who, by the way, this is the other thing I was thinking about with talk about cancel. Guy. Clapton, apparently a big old fucking racist. Yeah. Yeah. He said no black in the Union Jack. So it's like, fuck, you know, Zood borders are out here fucking punching the air. You know, there's only so many cool 90s fits outside of an airport. Yo, how to talk to girls at parties to the Canceled. post count is about to go down. Cancel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got it. Um, I mean, yeah. Separate the art from the artist. It's tough. Cause like Rachel, you're out here flying at 35,000 feet. You got your eye on everything. We know that for a fact, uh, what brands should we all keep an eye on moving into 2021? Who's about to pop off. This is your shot that you can put the homies on like mayor, or you can bless us with some fucking next level. You could say Evan Bach 69 on. Beatable recon. You know what I? Re- I mean, this is going to be familiar to your readers, but what I re- the collection that I really, really liked a lot was Kiko Kostadinov. Yeah, you just I wrote about it. Oh, that's, that's how. You, wait, can you so pronounce that? Cool. Can you pronounce it again? Okay. Kostadinov. Cool. All right. Yeah, I just I don't know how to say it. I just say Kiko. Obviously. Yeah, everyone says Kiko. Kiko. Um, Kiko. I think he's so great. You love me. You like the A six, and you like this new well. One, do you like the A6 collabs that no yes. longer is happening? And then do you think, let me run a theory by you. I think that his hiring, him and his design team, that just being hired to work in-house, not to have your name, even a guy like Kiko, in fucking bright lights on like a billboard as a collaborator, but just as somebody who's in the fucking design studio bringing good ideas and tastefulness that shapes general release sneakers that everybody can get. Is that something that is exciting to you because I feel like no one's talking about, because obviously everyone wants to talk about Virgil. Everyone wants to talk about, you know, the fucking Rick Owens fucking doing this shit now with converts to turbo dorks, but just getting a guy who, yeah, people like want to buy shoe boxes with his name on him, but at the same time, just let him touch as much product as possible. And I think like, hopefully the sales will just come. It's probably like a longer play. Right. But for me, that's the most exciting thing about Kiko right now. Yeah. I think I completely agree with you. I mean, he's a real, he's a real unorthodox dude. Yeah. So he doesn't like, I feel like everything that we assume as like the way that you do things, he's like, but why are we doing it like that? Right. But he also, I feel like, doesn't walk around being like, I'm a disruptor, like fucking Elon no, Musk no, no, or any no, no. of the Andrew Yang or any of these fucking bozos. It's like, well, he just does it. Dudes. <laughs> yeah, well, right. sure. And he's but not even like, I mean, he's kind of mischievous, but it's not even like because he's mischievous. I think well, he just thinks like everything is BS, you know? Right. 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 Who, else, who else besides Kiko? Who else besides, yeah. sorry to cut you off uh, before you go off on Kiko for another six minutes, Lawrence. Who else besides Kiko should we keep an eye on, Rachel? Um... 
This is a really small designer who I think is really cool. This guy, Adam Jones, and he's British and he makes upcycled uh, clothing, but he uses beer towels to make all of his clothes. So it's like all these really cool sweater vests um, and like pullovers and he makes pants and shorts. It's like what Martine Rose did famously. She did the, yeah. the, the right. So yeah. And his, and, Mar- he, and Margiela. Yeah. It's yeah. his, is his, but his work's not derivative. Now I sound like no. a critic. No, not but really. it's all beer mats, everything or whatever beer towels. Almost all of it. Yeah. Okay. She's got a, she's got a smell like Sunday morning. Like yeah, right. Lawrence and I, when we wake up on Sunday morning and perfect gear for the lads, you're not about saying? to bang on a newsletter, just fucking yeah. ring out the beer towels. Um, all right. So up, you mentioned upcycling. That was actually one of the trends that I think got a substantial amount of votes in the first annual Fitties Awards as the best trend in 2020, which was encouraging to see. What trends do you think are going to really take off in 2021 in menswear? I think trends don't exist anymore. Really? Okay. Yeah. What didn't you didn't you do a, a kind of fork your own kind of forecasting trend piece? But that you were the trend was trends, right? Was that what it was? It was like very meta. Well, okay, so listen, I used to do. I just wanted to say one more thing. Yesterday, I went to the Nanamika store, and I really I think that that's also something to pay attention to. Sure. Although I'm sure that like all of your yeah, but they some don't have been paying attention for years, right? Rachel. But in yeah. terms of like the Japanese pantheon, I think that's a great shout out because they don't get the kind of love that even like people you know kind of shower on the North Face purple label or like all of the Nepenthes brands, which obviously like James and I could never shut the fuck up about. Even though they are the license holders of and exporters of North Face Purple Label. Nanamika is. Yes. Yes. Nanamika. Yes. Nanamika. Nanamika. Well, I just thought the stuff, it was like, it felt really good. It was really cool. They're like like textile gods. They're like, like yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So the trends are no longer a thing. People, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but over the past year, people just started making lists of things on Twitter that they thought were trends. Is that like the wired versus tired kind of thing too? Like yeah, this- that kind of a thing. It was, it was, a, I think it, it came from that, but it was also just like people saying like, oh, now this is happening. Like now Gwyneth Paltrow is cool. Now eating off of a placemat is cool. Now eating from a bowl is not cool. And the so it's only not even person- like, not, it's not even three is a trend. It's just one's a trend. Well, yeah. So is this, a, is this symptomatic of um, the, the narcissistic culture that comes with social media. Like I'm on Twitter. So like, I can just, what I have to say matters. So I can just say that like something is wired versus tired, or is this like the fact that there's too much information so that like, we do need help synthesizing all the things that are being fucking put in front of us from celebs to fashion. Like, is it both of these things? Like, where do we draw? I think it's the latter. I think it's a people are desperate for there to be like something to make sense of what's going on. It's almost like reading your horoscope. You know, you're like, oh, like later this week, like a big thing is going to happen. And so if someone says to you, you know, like Gwyneth Paltrow, like people have turned around their opinion on goop. How does that hate you? Right. Like maybe you read that and you're like, huh? Yeah, actually, it really seems like they have, even though like no one. I agree. So it's confirmation like- <laughs> bias. So we're talking yeah, about confirmation yeah, yeah, yeah. bias too. Well, James yeah. and I talk about all the time uh, amongst ourselves that the the burnout from recommendation culture, specifically because we're in the pandemic, right? Um, I, you know, every week it's like, and 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 I, I think it's fair to say that opulent tips is part of it. But at what point 
do people need to stop begging for recommendation and get recommendations and kind of like just discover things on their own? Because it's this cottage industry that at a certain point just feels like mindless handholding over and over again. But like, it also kind of sounds like I'm want to gatekeep, but I'm not. It's kind of like the personal discovery. Well, don't you think the problem is that like the same kinds, like the same like 10 brands get written about and discussed sure. over and over and That's over again? That's a problem. Yeah. So it's like yeah. Bottega, like, you know, we don't need Bottega to be recommended. I mean, Rachel, the best, right. the, the, point. the excerpt of yours that I like the most was when you're like, everything's been boiled down to like, the, you know, the algorithm, right? Everything on Instagram fucking fashion is not like there. Fashion isn't, uh, no one's making mistakes. No one's like, you know, sticking out. No one, like nothing is like off. Everything is just like fucking perfectly in place. Um, and you're like, I want a skirt that makes me walk weird or whatever. Yeah. Not taking totally. those long strides. And I think that's it, right? Like people are scared to just make mistakes. And it's like, how else do you develop your own personal style besides trial and error? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like, do you guys remember in like nineties sitcoms, there would be the, always, there would always be a joke about a guy wearing something that was quote unquote embarrassing. That's like Ross's like, like leather. Yeah. Like, like Ross gay. is wearing these pants. And like, there was one yeah. where like, um, maybe, I mean, it wasn't just on friends. Cause it happened on Seinfeld too. Like remember when he buys the leather, the suede jacket, that's like really yes. expensive. And everyone's yes. like, why are you wearing that jacket? And then he gets caught in the rain. Pirate so, shirt. There's a, there's yeah, a lot of like Seinfeld a, plot line around like Jerry changing the size on his Levi's. Cause he's so vain and you know, uh, Kramer fucking copping crazy shit. But yes, that was, yeah. why, what, where does that trope come from? Like, what was that about? It, to me, well, I think it used to be that, like, I think there was a long period of time where it was like embarrassing for men to make mistakes with clothing. Like that was kind of a to take to like take risks running. and wear like gay stuff is what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that shirt cuff has to be two inches past the sleeve. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now I think that that's definitely changed. Um, but the result is like, I think I like everyone. Remember the like Mary HK Choi piece where she was like, everyone dresses cool. Like why are all the men dressing? Yeah, that's a classic now? fucking yeah. blast. Men I think dress well now and I hate it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's still happening and it's a big problem. Like I would love to be able to uh, not make fun of someone for what they're wearing. Cause I would never do that. But like, feel like, wow, I can't believe they decided to wear that. Like good for them. Mm. Well, it's like yeah. you, you, with everything, especially now peer through your phone screen. It's you want to be theatrical, but you don't want to like mess up. Yeah. You want to, you want to be part of the spectacle, but you don't want to fucking, yeah. Like, you know, do it wrong or wear the wrong shit or wear the wrong brands or whatever. And I think actually like what you're talking about, James is like different from bricking a fit. Yeah. Yeah. You can have the right brands and items in place and still just not look right. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's uh, bring well, com- us- we're talking about confidence and comfortability and all these things that like a lot of it is like based on who you are and finding out what you as a specific person, like what is right for you, not just from like how your body is shaped, but even like how you feel and like reading about the same fucking five brands over and over is only pushing people down a path that is never going to end well. You're just going to be like wasting money. But that's why this podcast exists, you know? And that's, that's why, why we're going to get into Rachel the Wright's. second topic of this podcast, which is coincidentally enough, money. You love to see it. We're done, we're done talking about ourselves. Let's move on to money. Um, yeah, Rachel, you know, a, a big 
thing now in legacy media and knowing one's worth and debating, you know, entering the Death Star of these like large companies and salary transparency and entry level, uh, you know, what what is the co- the true cost of living? What how much value is placed on the worker bees? It's important to know, Rachel, how much money do you make? I'm not going to tell you guys that. Yeah. Right. Can you blame okay. us for how trying? I mean, we're going to try, you know? It was nice that you asked. I knew. <laughs> I was like, as soon as you're like, we're going to talk about money, I was like, oh, that's that's bold of them. They're going to ask that. Yeah. Well, it's so gauche to ask someone how much money they make that it's almost chic, is my yeah, argument. You could say. Mm-hmm. Um, how much Quite money would you like to make, though? Like, is there a target number where you're just yeah. like, yo, once I hit that, like, I'm good? Um, well, I guess for where I am in my life right now and what my needs are, I'm about where I need to be. So you're good. What do you like to spend your money on? Um, where's he going? Am I going to take a little, I wasn't supposed to to take a little PP on that. What do I like to spend my money on? Yeah. Um, Besides, besides clothes, which is clearly where the majority of your funds go. I spend a lot of money on groceries. Um, I do spend money on skincare products. Is, are you, are you and your boyfriend still cooking whole fish every Friday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We cook a lot of elaborate meals at home and we buy, we, we have like a really nice grocery store situation in our neighborhood. So we buy really fancy cuts of meat and that kind of thing. Is this because of the pandemic or has this always been uh, something? This has been always into? been, this has always been what we do. Yeah. Is that because it's like ultimately a, a creative endeavor i think it's a creative endeavor i think but i think it's also just like it's a fun kind of uh it's a creative challenge i guess in a certain way like we like to buy cool cookbooks and then sort of you know like julie and julia right through them um horrible movie actually i think (laughs) Have not seen. Um, but a good concept for a blog. Someone should do that. Someone should do that with fashion. What would they do though? Like, uh, like whose whose repertoire, whose entire portfolio would they replicate fit for fit? Well, I don't even. I wasn't even thinking about it fit for fit. I was thinking that you buy like the entire like Supreme lookbook or something, and then you <laughs> wear each outfit. For like 365 days. I mean, Lawrence has been there nearly. Um, I mean, so much of opulent tips. And, and I guess what's so impressive is that you you speak with such like authority on a wide range of things and you're so specific, right? You're like, hey, these are the placemats that I recommend. But if you're feeling a little more like, uh, I don't know, like more Baroque, then you go this way. Or if you, or if you want a less expensive uh, option, you go this way. Like so much of it is around shopping, which is what birthed this newsletter. What is your monthly sh- just total shopping budget on like stuff? That's a great question. Thank you. I would say, well, it really varies from month to month. Like this, like the past two months have been pretty major because I bought a lot of Christmas gifts. Like I spent like a thousand dollars on Christmas gifts. Sheesh. Um, I know. Lucky friends and family. I know, but I wasn't with anyone. So I wanted to get them cool gifts. You went above and beyond, right? I get it. But on yourself, yourself exclusively. 
And what is it just on clothing or just like, well, let's say, let's say, yeah, clothing. Yeah. Cause home, cause I'm sure home goods and books and stuff. Let's just say clothing, fashion specific, fashion specifically. I guess the only, it varies so much that I'll just tell you what I've spent in the past, like this year so far. How about that? Sure. Let's go. Okay. This year so far I've spent $2,000. Okay. Maybe a little bit more than that. Does that feel more than usual for you? Less than usual or kind of like around normal? Well, it feels more than usual because I usually don't really buy any new clothes. Like I'll buy, I'll buy things secondhand. Right. Vintage shop. Right. Right. Yeah. Do you get this is new, for example. Do you get a lot of free stuff? No. Is that because you're writing primarily about men's brands and men's brands don't have anything to send to you? No, it's because I, I turned down almost every, like really? people now email you and they're sure. like, can you confirm that you are open oh, to receiving? I, yeah. Really? So is that, is that, is that a new Conde policy or is that just kind of like your MO? Well, it was, it, I think it was inspired by, there was a piece I believe on racked about there being too many free gifts mm. and that they just kind of stack up. Right. Um, and then I think there was some criticism like last year on fashion Instagram, like women's fashion media, Instagram about like, Oh, like all these brands say they want to be sustainable, but they're sending us these big bags and boxes of all this. Stuff. But it's not about like, yo, how can I take this person's word or recommendation? If clearly it's that it's that part of that quid pro quo, you know, scratch my back. I'll fucking throw a John on yours type economy. I guess it's, that's part it's of about it. Sustainability. Hmm. Cause that's, that's what like, always kind of like irked me at complex was it was like, everyone's like, yo, five best, like fucking, I don't know, water bottles. It's like, Oh, guess what? Nalgene made it on there. Cause they threw me a water bottle. Right. Yeah. Pay for play. Yeah. Exactly. But if you really, if you like something enough, I mean, like it's a lot of work to write a story, you know? So like, if you like someone enough that you would write the story, I also feel like I would wear their clothes. Not yeah, always do a fucking IG story post, you know, like I've right. written some things about Kiff. Have, have have there ever been any uh have you ever turned down something like what was the best thing you've turned down i guess is what i want to know kith bugs bunny collab i haven't and, and you down, can, i mean i haven't turned down I, like i'm the last thing that i did accept was a casablanca jacket mm, spicy and i was like i would have bought this it's really beautiful and it's cool and now you don't have to that's you know that's what it's all about. Now, At least you're, that, now you're indebted to Sharif. They, they, yeah. they, they ask me what I do and who I do it for. What do I do is, uh, I don't know, but what I do it for is for free fucking Johns, you know? So exactly. Rachel, um, I don't know if you know this, but you know, they call me horny Jimmy. That's who I do it for. Um, which brings us into the third and final topic meets and cheeks. those are the only, those are the only money questions. Yeah. Yeah, it's ghost pods money. It's, it's icky. Oh. It's gross. It's gross. You didn't yeah. want to like ask what my rent is or like. Should we? Do you think people like, would? Do end? I have any student loan debt? What's your rent? <laughs> How much in debt yeah. are you? How much is your rent? Well, I'm not gonna. Get, you guys oh. can't. Nope. What? Okay, what neighborhood do you live in? With the wonderful grocery stores, what neighborhood do you live in? Cobble Hill. What uh, is your address? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you have a Trader Joe's? Is that the wonderful fucking grocery no, store? No, I've yet? never been to that Trader Joe's. Why do people love Trader Joe's? I don't get. It. Is it cheap? Yeah, I don't get it I either. So. I think it's because everything has a cute name. It's cheaper Whole Foods, no? Isn't I think it's, but thing? isn't everything just already packaged and like frozen? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. All right. I haven't been in there since like middle school. Yeah. All right. Rachel. I go to a food emporium. Okay. I'm a fucking yeah. intellectual. Key food. You kidding me? Um, okay. I go to key food too. Valentine's day right around the corner. This is coming out after Valentine's day. So we're not yeah. going to ask you what your plans are. Um, but what we are going to ask is for the 18 million, mostly male, mm-hmm. mostly virgin and Valentine's day dateless and listeners at impressionable. Home, yeah. What is an appropriately opulent date night looking like? And this isn't just a, you know, uh, for Valentine's Day, because opulence shouldn't just be one night a year. It should be yeah. maybe not 365, but like 100 days out of the year. What's an opulent date? We want to synthesize opulence mind. and romance. Yeah. And give, that's what we give, need give, you for. Give the impre- young, impressionable men at home, uh, you know, some tips, some advice. I'd be happy to do that. I'm also really hopeful that someone will make a, a virgin Rachel, Chad, Rachel meme. After. Oh, that would be, well, honestly, how about this? For anyone listening, if you want to make it, wait, so you're, there's a virgin, virgin version of you and a Chad virgin version of you also. Sorry. Yeah. To, okay. So, so make okay, that meme. You'll get on the, you'll get on the yeah, subscriber Someone list. make that meme. I don't know. Someone would have to have intimate knowledge of a lot of things about you to be like, oh, these are her most Chad-like qualities and these are her <laughs> yeah. most, ver- so how about here's yeah. one. Where's grandma's costume jewelry? Virgin. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. That's the starting point. Someone do that and she'll put you on the fucking uh, works at GQ chat. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so, so please regale us. date night. Yeah. Opulent date night. Um, steak Diane. Well, for, okay, wait, sorry. Before I even say that, you should not, you can't have a romantic meal at a restaurant. You have to eat at home. Interesting. Okay. You should just don't go to a restaurant because then it's like, you have to, you have to like, Oh, we're talking about right now. Sorry. I'm like, like I thought no, we're no, no. I mean, in general. No, I'm, I'm oh, okay. talking in general. Oh, not even. If you want to have a romantic Valentine's Day meal, you should not go to a restaurant. And it's not even a thing about like it's just it's about convenience and it's about romance. So let's say let, okay, pretend it's not Valentine's Day specifically. It's just it's just it could be just date night. Would that be acceptable then to like go to a, a good restaurant if it's not like a fucking normie holiday? You know the Santa Con of no. This of, is of Lawrence, love this, and this is date night. This I can't is, think of I can't think of a restaurant that. I mean, look if you're if you're several dates in, yeah, you should go to a restaurant. But one of the first couple dates, like you should you should make a meal at her house or right. make a meal at your okay. house. I like Fellas, that. one wipe down the toilet. Two, yeah, clean your place. vacuum. Three. Invite her over for a romantic dinner. Yeah. What are we cooking? What's the vibe? What's the music? What's the fit? Walk us through all of it. She's going to say, yeah. can we please meet in public? I would feel more comfortable. That's the response you're going to get. But <laughs> yeah. but pretend, yeah, state three. So pretend she doesn't say that. You sure. should make steak Diane, which okay. is like after filet mignon yep. with a little, yeah, after my favorite princess, uh, filet mignon really? with a little like Dijon sauce. Okay. You should make baked potatoes and then just a green salad with parsley and chives cut on top of the salad, salt and pepper and um, olive oil. We're talking about a fully loaded baked potato. It sounds Is like a fucking want? like 1970s New England, like, <laughs> yeah, there okay. you go. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Are we doing candles? Are we doing dim yeah. the lighting? Like my Zoom square right shine now? What are we doing? Yeah, you can do candles if you want to. Like, you should feel you should do what feels comfortable. So, if candles feel like overkill for you, that's totally fine. Also, don't do like a scented candle on the table. Like, don't take right, a dip so you can be like, look at me. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Um, so What's the music? What's this the music? steak What's Diane so, tastes okay. like Santal Thirty Three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the music should be a mixture of Brazilian pop music and mm. the Rolling Stones. Hell yeah, that's cool. I'm with that. That's yeah. a vibe. 
Yeah. Okay. Like, don't specific... overdress. Just wear like the a fit? t-shirt and like jeans. Don't overdress. Should he you wear a should you wear an apron that says uh, should you wear an apron that says Chef Daddy? Of course. All right. You know the no, the one I really like is Kiss the Cook. Kiss the cook. <laughs> that's a good one. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Or Classic. you should wear the one that's the David. Yep, exactly. And then you can yeah. make a joke. With the small about, penis. Make a joke about your penis. And then that ladders up to a joke later when you serve the the fully loaded stuffed baked potato. You know, you're just kind of like exactly. you want to set yourself up for success, yeah. guys. What uh, are, wait, are we are we doing quick. anything? Are we doing anything Hold for on. dessert or is it just pussy? Um, so <laughs> for dessert, you should buy a Rest. bar of chocolate, not Hershey's okay. chocolate. All right. Yeah. Who fucking Hershey's chocolate? Talk about serial killer behavior. God, who eats a Hershey's for s'mores exclusively, not like to be chomped on? I want to double back up to Brazilian jazz. That feels like a good vibe for the the outro music to the pod. Is there a specific artist or song that we that we can throw on there for the kids at home to check out to to catch one of those vibras? That we've been talking yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, this is like the, you know, the most famous one, but Astrid Gilberto is just totally amazing. Awesome. Love that. All right. I'm making a note of it. Word. Right Thank you, Rachel. Um, all right. Uh, I think that wraps up meats and cheeks. Normally we'd go into 60 seconds of thirst here, but Chuck, after two hours of listening to some dynamic back and forth, he wrote here, I don't have a question. Yeah. That's uh um, I'm honestly surprised. So um, yeah, and while Chuck thanks, Chuck. does it. Well, Chuck doesn't have a question, um, which is which is um, disappointing and sad. And yeah, I'm not mad. So why doesn't he have a question? Yeah, Chuck, Chuck why don't you have a question? That's our question for you. Yeah. I thought of a question, but I just didn't think it was good enough to ask. Uh, well, why don't what, let, let be the judge of that? Okay. Uh, <laughs> the question was, if there was a movie about corporate lunch, uh, what actors would play who? That's a great question. That's Damn. better than any of the questions you guys have asked. I know, Chuck. You, Chuck, I might give you one of my Pulitzers. Hmm. Maybe like a certain men's magazine doesn't want to write about a kind of competitor in the male media space. Maybe we didn't want to talk about another podcast, Chuck. Maybe that's. You have a podcast? Yeah. Will you do a pod, Rachel? Mm-hmm. All right. So who's playing Rachel? Okay. Who's playing. Who else is on this podcast? Yeah, who what, to explain the what is the what is the playing Will, who's playing Will Welch? Wow. Um hmm, maybe I think, Troy, I think Troy Sylvan should play Sam Hyman. <laughs> yeah. I was have, gonna say Ella Emhoff should play Sam. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh yes. They both have sexy mullets. Yeah. Yeah. Who, and like who, an advanced. Who's member. Noah Johnson? Uh Casper the Ghost. Yeah, Casper the friendly Ron, ghost. Ron his, Howard makes his return to acting to play. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the 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 cartoon character from Mad Magazine. I think it would have to be Keanu. Oh, what? well, that's that seems no, I, no, no. Keanu no, was playing no. James in our yeah. in his cameo when you when can't Noah have a non-white discovers. play a white. Have you not yeah. learned anything from twenty twenty? <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But, Keanu would like never be able to like match the delivery style. Probably not. I mean, maybe I don't know. He's a great actor, but he is pretty one note. <laughs> yeah. And then who's playing yourself? Yeah. Who's playing you? Gwyneth. Um, oh, I was going to maybe Apple? maybe Carrie, Carrie Mulligan mm. or like Drew Barrymore. Mm. No, not. No, Drew I think Carrie. I, no, I don't think Drew Barrymore. What does Drew Barrymore do? She hosts a talk show now, right? She has a podcast so. now. She has a podcast. This could be her big. This could be her big comeback. <laughs> they could be like me. a John Travolta in Pulp Fiction type type yeah. deal. 
Yeah. I'll All right, Chuck. Uh, Chuck, yo, that was a good question, Chuck. Thank you. Um, and we normally have another Grom here, but it's pitch season, so he can't be with us. So, Lawrence, I believe uh, yes. you're going to ask something on behalf of our guy, Chef. So, Rachel, our producer, um, Chef Sham, is not here today, but he specifically wanted me to tell you that he would, or ask you rather, could he be added to opulent tips? And he specifically was like, yo, don't give her uh, my email on mic or anything. So I'm not going to say that his email is dot com. That com. I wouldn't do that. But if you could throw him on there, he would really appreciate it. So that's his 30 seconds of thirst. Sure. Cool. That's all it there takes. You're, you're welcome, chef. Fucking. And if anyone wants to know how to get on the, the subscription list, invite Rachel on podcast with her for two hours and then ask. You don't even yeah. have to put the podcast episode out. Easy. Rachel. <laughs> she's nodding enthusiastically for those of uh, for yeah. those of you listening home. Rachel, she looks like she's being held hostage, but she can leave blink twice. at any time. Blink twice if you're okay. Rachel, yeah. you are a enthusiastic shopper, potentially the most enthusiastic. So obviously, and also you don't accept a lot of free stuff. So this yeah. uh, next little game is perfect for you. Last John, next John. We want to know what was the last John you copped at full retail, obviously. And then what's the next John that you got your eye on maybe when, you know, it's payday. First up, last John, what was the last John you purchased? Was it this dress? Yeah, so I got this dress yesterday, but it wow. was deeply on sale. Oh, that's fine. Um, okay. And then what's the next John? What do you got your eye on? What do you got your fucking sniper scope set on that you're about to blow its brains out and yeah. add it to the closet? Confirm the kill. Headshot. I think I really want um, I really want a suit. Oh, really yeah. want a corduroy suit. You what should go are we fully made with? to measure. You should do the I whole know. fucking damn thing and, and document it for content. What, James and uh, I yeah. have the jump on you. We've already yeah. started doing this. Yeah. I haven't started doing this already. I know, but you no, should. But, we're, but, we're but I'm thinking, shit. I'm actually thinking about, like, it would be kind of, this is interesting that you're saying this, Lawrence, because I was thinking it would be really fun to save up like a lot of money. And then by the time, like whatever amount of money I have, by mm-hmm. the time that we can travel again, then I oh. would go to London, get a suit made. I mean, that would be really fun. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. And when you ultimately turn it into content, you should accuse us of, of biting your shit, even though color wise, you know, what, yeah, what, sure. what, what, what kind of family we talk yeah. about? We, we go on like earthy, dusty pastels. Yeah. We go in fucking classic, you know, Navy, navies yeah. and grays and what are we what are we doing are we and is it a wes anderson vibe is it like some crazy yeah. big lapel like a, like a 70s professor diane keaton, some diane keaton yeah. shit i think i think the vibe is katherine hepburn so not mm. quite as like geeky as diane keaton but you know like you don't want to go um, full manic pixie dream girl right exactly i mean i do have to tell you i was very inspired by fran Leibowitz's jackets oh. i mean i always have been sure. but um, anderson and shepherd right Anderson and Shepard. Is that where yeah. you would want to go? Is that kind of when you when you're thinking of Savile Row, you're like, yo, I'm going there versus like, you know, I think so. I think or, so. Um, yes. probably. I mean, that's the coolest place, right? It's like I think so. It's it's the one with the most kind of uh well like zany intellectual yeah. appeal. Oh, for sure. I mean, the the more fashion-y option would be like E Touts, right, with Patrick Grant. Right. And then you have the young, like uh super young approach, like go Drake's, right? They're obviously yeah. there now too. But I think that, yeah, I mean that that there it's manic pixie dream grown ass woman. That's what yeah, <laughs> that's what we're doing. Right. Perfect. Got it. Um, Rachel, you're obviously a huge arbiter of taste. Your your uh taste level 
or everyone's taste level is at your waist level. Your shit is opulent as fuck. So we want to know what you're fucking with, what you're not fucking with in the segment we call fuck with not fuck with. Working title. Still a working title. Um, what music are you fucking with right now? Uh, well, not to like plug my family, but plug my away. brother just put out a new album. So I'm listening to that a lot. Slappers, bangers. Yeah, all slappers and bangers. Uh-huh. Is he a rapper? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I'm listening to his album a lot. Oh, would you rather your brother be the outro music to get him some fucking some, some or, or would we or would oh, yeah, he you sue us? Do that. What's well, the, what's, to, I can ask his I can ask his manager. No, no, we're, we're just gonna steal yes. it off like YouTube or whatever. But yeah, what's uh, what would be the we'll play a snippet? What's like the number one jam that you would like to introduce the 18 million listeners of the only podcast that matters to your brother? What what well song? the the hit song of the album mm. is called Up All Night, and it's like um Ooh, it's really popular in Sweden. Is that oh, cocaine? Sick. Yeah. Yes. Swedish people really like my brother. Like he's extremely famous. No, and Swedish people have great taste. Yo, and right? Yeah, people, I know. Sweet, they do. And Swedish people love throwing fits, weirdly. Yes. We're yeah. very, honestly, the people that are streaming the shit out of your brother's record in Scandinavia are also banging this fucking podcast. So right. that's the I know. Fucking, They're like, we don't want kinfolk anymore. We got to get something much better. Here. Yeah. We're killing two birds with one stone here. Uh, what other music are you fucking with? Um, let's see. I listen to a lot of classical music, which is totally boring. I listen to a ton of jazz music. Not um, just Brazilian been, jazz. Yeah, Brazilian but I've been parts. listening to a lot Brazilian of Ornette parts. Coleman. Obviously, I listen to Pharaoh Sanders, but it's like everyone's listening to Pharaoh Sanders right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was. Uh, yes, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Supreme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any music you're not fucking with right now? Yeah. Any popular stuff that you're not into? Hmm. Cardi? You know what I listened to today that was like probably the worst thing I've ever heard is Greta Van Fleet. Oh, why? Well, because I don't know, someone I follow like tweeted a review of the new single and I was like, you know, I've actually never listened to this. And I turned it on and I was like, this is a this is parody music. But this was but they were like a big like that was like a peak peak performance pitchfork bullshit. But like, yeah, I didn't know they were even still making music. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, they are. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so not, fucking with Gret- not fucking with Greta Van Fleet. Any th- anyone and else I'm not, wanna... I'm not buying the I'm not buying the Eve Six Twitter. Oh rev- yeah, that's like so annoying. But, but honestly, dude, fucking bangers. Even the, honestly, yeah, bangers. People don't know about yeah. this. The second record, dude, never got oh. to do horoscope. It's fucking wow. there's slaps on there. So mm-hmm. just saying. Well, currently, Hoobastank is ruling the TikTok TikTok airwaves. So, oh my just God. say TikTok TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, TikTok anymore. Yeah. Banned. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. A right, shadow right. ban. God damn it. Um, what about film and TV, Rachel? I feel like uh, this is something that people, mm. like someone was asking you, like um, favorite fashion films. So what film and TV are you fucking with right now? Well, I don't really watch very much TV. So do you own a TV? I- no. So I think oh. like anything that I've seen, I'm like, this is the greatest show of all time. So like I'm watching search party right now. And I was this great. What, show, season? Like, what season three, uh, anyway. four. Well, I know I've watched the whole thing. Oh, so right. I'm, it's I'm, four on HBO. Got it. Yeah. So now I've, I've caught, and now I've, I'm like watching, I'm, I'm halfway through the underrated, very season. underrated show. It's having, it's, it's having its moment now. Show. It's having yeah. its moment yeah. now. I'm I on think season the two right first, now. The first season is, was really um, spectacular. And the second and third season were like, mm, you guys are boys. Okay. You guys are boys with Brad Pitt. Do you think him and uh, what's her name were dating? 
No, I think they're just making pottery together. Okay. Not like ghost yeah. style, which isn't like is a euphemism. That means yeah. they were literally making. Yeah, I think pottery. they were literally making pottery together. Okay. Um, anything else that you're pouring into your eyeballs? Um, well, I just rewatched the movie After Hours, which is a Martin Scorsese movie. You and me both, dude. How good that that it's so good. It's the best so movie good. about a dude trying to get pussy ever. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's and it's uh and it's probably oh here was a question I was thinking about that um because I too watched After Hours recently and it's so funny and so good and frustrating. It's like a safty bros before kind yes. of but yes. but with with a with a much better sense of humor. Obviously, um yeah. is that the best movie ever that takes place in Soho in Manhattan? What are like big is in Soho, right? Like when he has the law. Uh, big Daddy is in Soho. Big, big Daddy's in Soho. So, like, mm-hmm. is there any? Is there a better Soho movie than After Hours? And I could not think of one. That you was- wait. So you actually, though, Lawrence. You know what's really crazy is like the majority of that movie takes place on Clout Alley. Oh right, right where like um, that's the, it's where like Chuck where works. opening ceremony and the clout, yeah. the clout corridor. Let's clout be corridor, yeah. James went to college for geography. We would like to respect him as a professional. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yes, yeah, right by V Files, uh, Nike Palace, Palace. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of telling in a way. I mean, the movie has great fucking. I mean, it's it's such it's a pri- such a time capsule, but the fits are pretty fucking good. I love it. Yeah. So you know what else is a really good Soho movie is. Um, Although it's mostly in the East Village, but desperately seeking Susan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, sure. Also has some Soho moments and also single white female has some good Soho scenes, even though it's primarily Upper West Side. Huh. Okay. Well, there you go. Now, if anyone wants to fucking pretend like you live in the big bad city, just yeah. fucking watch all those movies and pretend. anything you're not fucking with Rachel or, or is it not even like, since you watch so little film and TV, it's just like, you only like, you only watch what you like. I watch a lot of movies. Okay. What movies watch, suck? Like, a ton of movies. <laughs> Um, all of them. Mank. Mank is ass. No, Mank was good. Dude. Mank. I liked Mank. Yeah. I watched 10 I minutes of it and I was like, yeah, I fell asleep. No, it's about a fucking I mean, tenant. You fuck disaster. with tenant. You fuck with tenant. I didn't watch that. Um, okay. I guess I would just say like all television is really bad. And anyone who's like, well, you haven't watched Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, so I don't think you can. <laughs> Reality ask- television is like a, the biggest waste of time. Really? Get the f- okay. Thank you, Rachel, for coming on the only podcast that matters. <laughs> wait, so, so, wait, you would you would you hold start- reality television started the horrible trend of people overthinking popular culture to the detriment of thinking about anything else. You don't think we've gotten past that though? Where I, yeah. I would agree to a point with like Kardashians. Um, and the great quote in the New York Times magazine, if you think the Kardashians are a cultural figure, then you like cause. Yeah, um, that was good. That was a that, that was, was a great really diss. What do you uh, yeah, what you don't do you think th- we're we're past that down? Like we're a little more self-aware, and it's just like the people that are on this shit know that they're making fucking ass clowns of themselves and they're there for us to laugh at. Well, I don't really know because I I've yeah, you not, don't I've seen yeah. I've seen some of the Kardashians. I'm thinking more about like cultural criticism and like writing oh, okay. and yeah, but no, also no, but no. also to James's point, right? At a certain point, whether or not like you are debating like this level of art form, it's like a raptors have learned how to open door scenarios. The people on these shows are so self-aware that like it's actually pretty easy to to I would say, Rachel, to separate good reality, which still exists mainly on Bravo, um, and then obviously everything else, which is a fucking, you know piece of shit but you know what about what about uh elite what about elite drama dramatic television like do you care about that like um prestige tv 
like, I don't know, Queen's Gambit level shit. Does that interest you? Well, well related, mean, related, like what about period pieces and like the costume, the, uh, the costuming of it? The Great. Like the Great was an awesome, hilarious Hulu show that you Bridgerton. would probably- Bridgerton. Yeah. All yeah, I know. Shit. I think I probably Queen's would have Gambit. liked the Great, but I can just, I Bridgerton, like, first of all, the costumes, like, don't look very good to me. Mm. Um, like, if just you actually Barry into- Literally watch. Yeah, Barry I know exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what, like if you sure. actually watch like cool period dramas, then like the Bridgerton costumes are not right. super interesting. All right. Well, all, all this all this criticism flying around, Rachel. Uh, I think it's time that we offer up some constructive criticism. Important distinction there um, to yourself. We foist it okay. upon our guest at the end of every episode. And who better than to offer up constructive criticism to than the queen of criticism herself, and not criticism in a negative way, like as a critic. Right. Um, take it or leave it. I'll go first. Um, opulent tips is fucking hotter than 10 cent pussy right now. The <laughs> runway, you know, the world is your oyster. Um, obviously, we have a lot of uh, hindsight. And when we look back at the mistakes that modern day media has made, um, you know, cherry, I would say cherry pick the best parts of the media days of your with opulent tips and give yourself a black car, give yourself a wardrobe budget. Just do everything you need to do until you become a bloated media dinosaur. And then you have to cut every corner possible and move to New Jersey. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. Take speaking, that. speaking of brilliance. That's a take. All right. Speaking of brilliance, Rachel, try this one on for size, right? Okay. Just based on what James said, we can all agree. Opulent tips, whether uh, you want to go in that direction or keep it small to a crowd of about 200, it is a media entity to some degree, right? We can agree on that. Throwing fits, we can also agree, is a brand uh, and we should get in bed together and do some traditional spawn con through your newsletter. I think that would be that would be really cool. So what do you want to do? I think that uh, we pay you to write a puff piece, um, basically talking about how um, we are indeed the only podcast that matters. Something like that. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. We can figure that out. I mean, I guess it would just be like, how much is it going to cost to get that done? Mm, yeah, probably like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Hundred, a couple hundred thousand. We can make that work, honestly. Patreon. Yeah. All right. Um, Rachel, let's, I want to take it to your day job for a second. Uh, you mentioned, and I think it's a point that Lawrence and I have been stuck on for a minute here, um, that throwing fits has been biting GQ shit. Um, and look, obviously GQ is the Bible of American men's fashion. Uh, that cannot be disputed. Um, I think that if Lawrence and I are about anything, it's about self-improvement and always kind of you know pushing ourselves to level up. So I guess help us bite GQ shit better. Maybe you should... Try posting what we're going to recommend before we get a chance to recommend it. Right. All right. right. I guess we'll like, have to find like that we, 68 like we, pair of tuck, touch tech gloves. Or uh, podcast loafers. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, finally, uh, the final piece of constructive criticism, Rachel, and then we'll get you into the afters and on with your life where you can regret everything that you've said up until this every, point. Every um, choice that's led you to this yeah. moment right here. I mean, I just got to assume that you know, there's a possibility that you coming on this podcast for a second time was the worst step of your career. And maybe you have some free time on your hands, uh, professionally speaking. Maybe you want to come over and, and work with us and guest edit our newsletter. Since you're the queen of newsletters, you might have a lot more time if you're not gainfully employed. Just a thought. I don't know. But the offer is always available to you. Thank we you. will pay for that as well, because we know that you just you don't like us that much. You get the Chuck rate. 
Yeah. <laughs> you want to make a couple hundred bucks a month? You know who to call. That's all I'm saying. Thank you. All right. Take it or leave it, Rachel. It's, it's all on the table. Uh, it's all optional. Um, but yo, thank you. F- thank you truly, truly, yes, truly for coming you. on the only podcast matters and giving us um, some time out of your schedule. Is there anything before we get you into the afters, where can the kids follow you on social media? Who and what would you like to plug? How should we subscribe to opulent tips? Yes. The mic is yours. The floor is yours. Uh, you can follow me at the profit pizza on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and good luck subscribing to Opulent Tips. Stream, stream, uh, your brother's record, right? Yes, right, my Aaron, brother's record. Aaron. Yeah, readgq.com. Yep, which subscribe in to GQ. all seriousness is like just, I don't know, probably not probably like the best doing it, you yeah. know, this, yeah. And if you Here think you're too cool to read GQ.com specifically, you're not too cool to read Rachel's columns. So don't think you're fucking hot shit. Just okay? bookmark her author page. That's all you got to yeah, do. That's all you got to do. Make that your homepage. Honestly, make that fucking the byline kind of aggregator page. Yo, make that your homepage. I want all 18 and million refresh listeners that at home. shit every day. I don't know what metrics GQ uses to measure success, but I want all 18 million listeners at home to queue up. Every single one of our articles, refresh that shit 10 times. Yeah. That's 10 unique visits, right? Yes. In an incognito window. Right. And let's get her a fucking raise. Let's yeah. make her uh, EIC. Let's make her chief content officer. Save Rachel. This is this is hashtag save Rachel's job. Now, <laughs> her future is in our hands. The throw yeah. gang. And we, we, need, need to, we need hashtag TF Anon to come through. Exactly. And we, need to, we need to toss some clicks this wonderful woman's way. Thank you so much, Rachel. Jeff, Pleasure as always. Me. Hit that motherfucking brother's music, baby. <laughs> Saved up all my money. And blew all of my money Cause I really don't, really don't, really don't care I really don't, really don't care Staying up all night It could be good or it could be bad for you It's gonna be alright Or it won't With my boyfriend to go out with my girlfriend. Cause love is like, love is like, love is like that. Cause love.